0: One butt savage meeting at a time on this episode of Wash Balls.
1: Hello, everybody! Welcome to Watchbots, the podcast dedicated to bringing back the Flash Mob. This is Mister Fucking Freeze, and I'm joined.
2: (laughs) He did it.
1: I'm joined by Shailen. Hello, and back from a worldwide jaunt. Our friend Dave.
0: That's right. That's right. San Diego Comic Con. That's right. I learned so much. I can't tell you anything I learned about Ant- Ant-Man in Quantumania, but it's it's going to be great. It's all under NDA. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. X-Men 97 is going to be awesome.
1: Do people love your magilla Gorilla cosplay?
0: <laughs> you know what? At the last minute, I changed it up, and I just went as um, the uh, Ed Asner-voiced Gargoyle from Gargoyles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Was, I just took like one of those like inflatable sumo wrestler suits sure. and just painted it gray. Mm-hmm. It was a hit.
3: Hmm.
1: Did you get a picture of you with Ed Asner from Mary Tyler Moore show cosplayers?
0: No, no, wink. they weren't available. That was in the other hall. Okay. Uh like there's the Marvel Hall, which is like Hall H. Hall H, yeah. hell and yeah. And then and then there's um, you know, there's the Mary, Mary Tyler Moore Hall. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 like way off campus. That's a, that's so Hall, it's worth a hall M. Hall M. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: M. Yeah. MTM. Yeah. Mhm.
0: Yeah, it was a good one, though. A um, lot of dirt. A lot of dirt on Marvel, the MCU, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And um, You know, I've, I'm, I'm a little upset. Okay, I listened to your last recording, mm-hmm. and you revealed my little secret that what? I'm Australian. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> right. I was like, wait, which one? I worked I worked so many. a lot to get rid of that accent, and then you just revealed all that information on it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's exotic, and you should be proud.
0: Well, I, I, I can't be because I'm not allowed to. I have to hide my identity and ensure this podcast. Being on this podcast is probably mm-hmm. the wrong idea for that. But, you know, I've got to have an outlet too. Right. But whatever. It's fine. You've just endangered me and my family. It's cool.
1: <laughs> is your secret origin the reason that you picked this week's show? Doug.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Big fan of Mr. Bone.
2: <laughs> Speaking of last week, I just want to close some unfinished business. Dave, yes. if you oh could my. have the option between <laughs> ESP or teleportation, what would you choose?
0: So it was ESP or teleportation?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I also listened to that part of the recording because I listened to the whole episode. I'm a, I'm a devoted fan as, as well as a contributor here. And you had asked if it was telekinesis, ESP, or teleportation, I believe. Okay.
2: Or telekinesis.
3: We fucked so, up, we fucked <laughs> up. So up. if
0: telekinesis is the option, mm-hmm. I'm choosing that. Because then I could be I could be like a Jedi and it'd be fucking cool. Okay. But if it's only ESP and teleportation, I'm going teleportation. Okay. That way I can get to wherever I'm going without having to fly a plane and be scared.
2: Fair.
1: You would be flying the plane yourself?
0: Flying in a plane. Oh, okay. And being scared.
2: Well, thanks for tying up those loose ends for us, Dave. You're welcome.
0: Are you happy with those answers? Yeah. What, what did you want me to answer? How did you expect did you expect? I just
2: remember that? promising that we would ask you. That's all awesome. for,
1: for no particular reason. <laughs> just insisting that that was a thing that had to happen.
0: What did you think I was going to say? What did you think I was going to go with?
2: I assumed that you would pick teleportation because that's the smart choice. I turn so. it into
0: a didgeridoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's enough, Ben. <laughs> that's quite enough.
1: Have we covered last week? Yes. Two weeks ago? Thank you. No problem. Now, I already spoiled it. But we're talking about Doug.
0: Hell yeah.
1: The puberty show. <laughs> What's up?
0: <laughs> that it was a good one. Uh, we hadn't talked about Doug and I loved I love Doug. I, I think I I think I still do love Doug. Doug is uh Doug is a great show. Um It was it was fantastic when I was little. Squished in the Nicktoons lineup between or, or I think it opened actually mm-hmm. uh, but it was around the Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy which I think got more fanfare in the early days but then Doug 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 stuck around and and got like a little got very popular more slowly but got he popular.
1: Doug himself a little niche some
3: could say. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
0: Really dug in his heels. Yeah. But yeah, I like the show a lot. Uh and coming off, you know, San Diego Comic-Con was just a little bit of my time off i also went on vacation with my family little road trip up uh up to the great white north you know i thought why don't we review a cartoon that had a vacation episode Hmm. and then i found one Mm -hmm. found one Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. doug and i said we haven't how the hell have we not touched on doug yet
2: because i think that we perpetually run into it has to be doug not disney's doug Right. No, it could be Disney's Those Doug. It's separate. all the same
1: show. If you go to the official Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. wikipedia.com slash EN slash Doug, it's all one continuity.
2: When it changed networks, it got real bad. And I'm glad that Dave picked an episode in the original run.
1: But r- right on the edge.
0: I, I mean, I, I didn't mind Disney's Doug. I didn't mind it. People hate it. I didn't mind it. But the original Doug is much, much better.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, but hmm.
0: so we've got ourselves a vacation road trip episode. Got ourselves some weird, weird mouth noises. We've got Doug imagining crazy things. It's a quintessential Doug, Doug episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Doug, a real building's Roman. <laughs> oh, for sure. I agree? Sure. So Doug, Did you say Bill, Doug's Roman. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Bill Roman now. Doug is a show from the mind of a guy named Jim Jenkins. Not Jenkins, Jenkins. And that's not me doing Dave's Australian accent. That's just what this guy's name is. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Reading about this guy, Jim Jenkins, has negatively affected my viewpoint of this show. Really? Yeah. Because okay. Fuck this guy. Oh. oh, really? We've talked about a lot of creators who just will not shut the fuck up about the thing that they did 25 years ago. Uh well, Jimmy Boy. Well, Jimmy Boy, got a little uh a little, little bitterness to him, huh? Hmm. He's like biting into a little lemon.
2: Tell us more. I
1: will. The show's based on his childhood. He had a tough breakup and he fell off a bicycle. And so he started coming up with <laughs> this idea of a character based on his life.
0: Okay. That's how you came up with this podcast.
1: Yeah. It was when I uh, I had to go to the hospital because I bruised my spermical cord <laughs> when I went head over heels. And I was like, oh, fuck. we got to talk about cartoons.
0: But it wasn't. It wasn't a bad breakup. You like dropped a really good piece of pizza on the floor. You were like, "Fuck!" <laughs>
1: and that was bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I hate dropping pizza. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. You can
1: cry over that. So he came up with this idea. It was going to be a children's book, but nobody wanted it. So he started making it into a cartoon. Nicktoons came up. Peanut butter, jelly, ice, water, all came together. So the show.
0: Lemon AIDS is <laughs> <It's>
1: based <laughs> in this town called Bluffington, which it's in America. And in case you were wondering, Jim Jenkins came up in the the Richmond, Virginia area. So it may, if you've ever been to Richmond, folks, you may see shades of Richmond in Bluffington. I've been through there. I can't speak authoritatively. It's just what I read. Okay. Just trying to educate the listeners here.
2: Why are you insisting that it's actually Richmond, Virginia? I'm and a man of that.
1: staunch opinions. And I fucking know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Bluffington is Richmond, Virginia. It's a it's a triptych or it's a palindrome. It's a triptych palindrome. I see. <laughs> that's how it works. So you got the characters of the show here. You got Doug Funny. I'm sorry, Douglas Yancey Funny, who I think is eleven <laughs> at the time yes. of the show, and a guy who I'm just going to say it influenced teen fashion in the '90s and beyond. I had oh, beyond. many sweater vests. When I was yeah. entering high school, though, which was a good ten years later,
0: <laughs> sweater vest for my thing in high
3: school as well.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. I, I had written that note down, and then as I said it, I was like, "Wait a minute, no that that was many years after that show went off the air." But to be I
3: fair, I was still, still watching Doug. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I was. Doug, Doug, was on. Doug was my uh, my guide to life, if you will. Hmm. My Yogi.
0: Like Doug, I had just had the same outfit in mm-hmm. my closet.
1: Mm-hmm. So you get Doug's anthropomorphic dog pork chop. His best pal, Skeeter Valentine, bully, Roger Klotz, the love of his life, or maybe not, uh, Patty Mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> and then you had Doug's family. So he had uh, two parents. He had a sister named Judy, who, according to, to old Jim Jenkins, was based on Shakespeare. And I think that's fucking Ugh. dumb. I think that's dumb. Judy is a beatnik. That's true. Shakespeare was not a beatnik.
2: No, he was not.
0: Like He based her on the writer? Shakespeare?
1: Yeah, like that's, that was the claim, what could I tell you?
2: What? I mean, I've seen many pictures of Shakespeare wearing a funny hat, so maybe that's what he meant?
1: And it's like, Jimmy, you, you made a show about, you know, like, preteens. Let's not I could see, like too deep here.
0: I could see him being like, oh, I based her on, like, a, I don't know, this person I knew in college that was really into Shakespeare. Like, that would make sense, but to base it on the bard himself is just... <laughs> it's lofty it's a lofty, a lofty, claim. lofty cong,
1: cong. <laughs> i tell you um so it's a show where the funnies move to bluffington and then you follow doug through you know fifth and sixth grade so n- not junior high is that still ele- elementary school yes okay most places through the latter stages
0: in this episode they graduate sixth grade from, from middle school into, yeah into junior yeah high. That's so fucked the disney up. one Goes over the junior high, so well, we'll
1: talk about that. So it's a show about you know love and imagination, and it's
0: a show about s- relationships
1: and sexuality and sprouting body hair and all that good stuff. Doug, he really runs the gamut. So as David mentioned here, it was the very first Nicktoon, premiered ever. in nineteen ninety one ever. So it was followed directly by Rugrats, which was followed directly by Ren and Stimpy, and according to the internet and probably Jim Jenkins himself. Nickelodeon expected Doug to be the breakout hit, Hmm. but it wasn't. Rugrats was on the air for a million years, and it's back, which is fucked up. But anyway, neither here nor there. Ren and Stimpy would be one of those subversive cartoons that adults liked, but then if you go back and watch it now, you go, oh my God, this is terrible. It
2: was like the edgy cartoon. (laughs) Yeah. I remember my dad coming home really excited because he heard an interview with Billy West on the radio about Ren and Stimpy, and it was like a whole thing where he's like, he's very talented and we should watch it. And so like as a family, we sat down to watch Ren and Stimpy and my dad was like, huh, a lot of bathroom humor. And that was sort of like his end. (laughs) I don't think
0: I care for that cat box humor.
2: (laughs) But weirdly, what I learned uh, this week is that- I prefer a
1: different kind of cat box.
2: (laughs) Why do you have to go there? It's my dad. Um, Come here, pussy. Billy West. Pussy, also, Doug.
1: Son of a bitch. That
2: yeah. man, and he's was the prolific. central part of
1: the story. He is prolific. Yeah, he's Bender. That's Bender true. for God's sake. Our most famous character.
0: No, he's Fry. N-
1: oh, that's right. Fuck yeah.
0: Fry. Bender, w- Bender s- was uh, most major character.
1: John DiMaggio. Jo- John, uh,
0: DiMaggio.
1: Yeah. Jolton Who Jones was on. not in Doug? No, not that I'm aware of as we know may have portrayed mr bluff so yeah anyway ren and stimpy i don't know i don't know if you've watched that show lately but boy it sucks and then every incarnation they did since the original sucks exponentially worse
2: and yet somehow imminently quotable still in 2022 i quote ren and stimpy all the time Cheryl, throw,
1: me, uh, throw me your best ren and stimpy quote
2: no sir i don't like it
1: okay okay dave give me a
0: Ren and Stimpy? Quotable,
2: of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, a bloody head. <laughs> and what would you like to drink with that?
0: Meat. Do you have one, ben?
1: Uh Everyone loves a log. Mm. I like log.
2: Log was cute.
1: Uh, hit us up on Twitter at WatchBotsBob with your favorite Ren and Stimpy quote. Hashtag Ren and Stimpy quote.
2: Straightforward. I mm-hmm. like
1: it. So anyway, so all the Nicktoons were running. Doug was there. You know, they ran four seasons of it and it was it was good, it was solid, but not the breakaway hit that the network expected. So when there was a budget freeze, they had to pull the plug. So Billy West, out. Hmm. Too expensive. Production of the show done. Jim Jenkins on the street with Mark Wiener.
2: Living in a van <laughs> together.
1: Doing street
0: magic. Doing Doug funny head pockets. <laughs> <laughs> which, which the way I said it sounds like a drug. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're freebasing Doug funny head puppets.
1: We're starting with poppers and we're moving on to the head puppets, (laughs) on to the funnies. So, so Nickelodeon pulled the plug and that was it for two and a half years. But here comes Doug's guardian angel. You know, if this was a Doug imagination, it would be Mickey mouse coming in with, with angels wings because Disney spent millions of dollars to buy the show and all future rights. And they brought Doug back as part of their ABC one Saturday morning block called "Brand Spanking New Doug," which, as we mentioned, they were in junior high. Doug had long hair. Patty got a haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skeeter got a haircut. Roger probably also had a haircut. Roger I don't was think rich. Roger did get a haircut. Okay, well, classic, classic. But a lot of changes. So they moved the production. It was either from L.A. to New York or New York to L.A. Does not matter. A lot of new voice actors. I mean, they replaced the voice of Doug for God's sake. Now he was played by John DiMaggio. So
0: I don't know. Shane, that's not true. No.
2: <laughs> I
3: know.
0: Don't listen to his
2: lies. I'm, I'm just keeping my mouth shut.
1: The ABC show Ghost Places, I don't recall it being superb, but I had forgotten such uh, subplots as BB, uh, who's the rich girl, getting a nose job. I remember um, that. Doug buying goats. I don't remember. Um, that. Doug. trying to fire his father from a music gig, Patty dealing with her widower father getting remarried, and Doug's voice
0: cracking. Do you remember the Skeeter Wet Dream episode?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. That's (laughs) that's why they call it the Skeeter.
0: Skeet skeet. skeet. Yeah,
1: that's right. 100%. Hashtag skeet skeet. So, Jimmy Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jimmy Jenkins, his on record is not liking New Doug as much, but He was involved with it, you know? To me, this is a little sour grapes. Like, if that show had done better, yeah, he had sold it. And if that show had done better, he wouldn't be out there being like, I didn't like it as much.
2: Or is it possible that he has more objective viewpoint, right? Like 2020, I think the first, I think original Doug was better. And maybe he also agrees because it's objectively better. And he can see that it's just not as good. Maybe that's possible. I'm just saying. Maybe.
0: I mean, I guess so, but he sold it for a lot of money. The fact that he was able to take the property and sell it because, f- like, Nickelodeon screwed up, like, is just crazy. So he made a lot of money off of it. I don't know.
2: Like, yeah, but, like, you, I You could be
0: sour about it, but, like, just, you did good, Jim.
1: Yeah, don't be a sour yeah. baby, you fucking yeah. baby.
2: Like, I could make really bad Jackass. art and sell it and be like, it wasn't very good art, but I got some money out of it. That mm-hmm. doesn't change the sour grapesness of it.
1: I don't know. This guy's not Vin Diesel. He's not Fellini-esque. You shouldn't be out here fucking
2: <laughs>
3: complaining.
1: Get out of here. Because he got a movie out of it. They did a stage show in Florida. There was a yeah. video game. Fuck. And
0: it was a pretty highly rated cartoon on the one Saturday morning lineup according to Wikipedia.
2: Just because something makes money or makes you money doesn't mean you have to be like, it's amazing. He can he can be mad that his original creation was better and then it wasn't as popular. That's fine. I guess so. It's not like he's saying no one should ever watch it again. He was just like, it wasn't fact, as good. He's on
1: record as saying that.
2: No, mm-hmm. I didn't find that quote. He's an
1: extremist YouTube channel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's called Fancy Yancy's. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like a huge right-wing message board thing. It's, it's fucking nuts.
2: Don't make things up. You're going to get us sued.
1: So Disney's not interested in bringing Doug back. <laughs> it just says that on the Wikipedia, that Disney's not interested in the property, which is pretty funny. And really, why would you at this point, right? right. Because you couldn't bring that show back at this point because things have changed so drastically. Mm-hmm. You know, like the world... That that Dougie Boy inhabited in the early to mid nineties is not the world now. Right. And The Simpsons does a bad job of this, but The Simpsons has been on the air continuously. Mm-hmm. Like if Doug comes back and he's like, Oh, let me get on my iPad. I don't fucking care. Or he's instead of like his his um his journal, he's got his laptop out and he's doing a fucking Doogie Hauser bit. No, no. no
0: not no. interested. The timing in animation has changed. Like his is okay. like that and Rugrats is really slow. Compared to, like, sort of the the timing and editing that you have in cartoons now, it's, like, really fast and frenetic. Like, that just, it just wouldn't, like, it wouldn't, like, I don't think it would catch on as a kid's show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a world of Ricks and Mortys, can a simple, slow, old-timey production like Doug make it? (laughs) I don't know, guys. I don't, I'm not here to make that decision, okay? I'm not some big Hollywood executive. You're not? But the answer is no, it wouldn't hang. (laughs) One more fact before we get into the show here. Please. Okay. Doug and Patty, star-crossed lovers, they grazed hands, grazed thighs a couple of times, maybe a couple of pecks on the cheek, and when the show went off the air, fans were left wondering, did these 12-year-olds spend the rest of their lives together in a lover's embrace? And according to Jim Jenkins, the answer is no. No. Because he had to come out and answer that fucking question that nobody asked. Oh, Um, lots of
2: people asked it.
1: And he said that... No, their first loves. It didn't last. But then Doug got together with an unnamed female who he was complaining about his relationship with Patty to, and then they fell in love. So,
2: well, that's upsetting.
3: She ruined his marriage.
1: No, they like he. It's. I'm gonna say it was a stream of consciousness because just a really weird direction to take it, Jim.
2: Basically. Jim is saying he cheated on his wife with his high school girlfriend. Well, I mean, this was based on his high school
1: girlfriend who had gone off and gotten married by the time they reconnected.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. So so Doug breaks up with Patty and then, and then he gets in a bike accident and he starts drawing again. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm Doug. God damn it. I hate, I hate myself.
1: So you're just telling the story of Judd from the real world San Francisco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Judd Jenkins. <laughs> Judd.
3: fuck
1: anyway uh, so the show we're talking about is the very last episode of the original series okay so if this was Star Trek it would be bad but because it's Doug it's not as bad as original Star Trek it's got two segments to it Doug graduates and Doug's bad trip which I'm sorry to say is not a drug story (laughs) it's not Doug dropping acid or
0: anything like that I wonder if they did that on purpose or if they just had no idea oh they knew
1: they know jim jenkins has lived
0: oh yeah yeah
2: you have to have a dirty mind to write a clean paper
1: i watched the commentary he said he had just watched flashback the night before mm. so had a little inspiration in mind but anyway the original series finale here aired on january 2nd 1994
2: i sure do wish i knew what else was going on in the world back then ben.
1: skeeter valentine voice
2: I can't do it. I specifically that's, that really actually troubles me.
0: Do it with um, the mouth noises.
2: No.
1: Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. When I was looking at the movies, I had one, one of those things where I couldn't believe how deep the bench was that week. Oh, yeah? So sometimes we'll do a top three, but that's not sufficient. Sometimes we'll do a top five to seven. Not going to work. I see Shailen's eyes watering as she sees how deep we have to go. Top eight? No, no. Top nine? Not even close. Top 10.
0: Right now. (laughs) Run run them down.
1: (laughs) Number one, Mrs. Doubtfire. It's a drive-by fruiting. Number two. (laughs) That's a quotable movie. The Pelican Brief. Number three, Tombstone. Number four. Grumpy old men. Here's where it falls off a cliff. Number five, Sister at two, back in the habit. Number six, Beethoven second. Number seven, <laughs> yeah. Wayne's World two. Number oh, eight, yeah. the piano. Lie with me. Two. <laughs> number nine, Ghost in the machine. And number ten, Schindler's List. <laughs> like what
3: wow. was going on?
1: <laughs> it's insane.
0: Were some of those re-released for like Academy Award season?
1: No, uh, we're going to go because
0: that those. was January first, right? Uh, January second. Second, yeah. Mm. So, like, I bet a lot of those were, they could have been re-releases, or they just could have been, like, you know, like, movies back then where it had a longer tail or a longer life in the theater.
1: Could be. Or maybe it was just a magical time.
0: That's right. Okay. I'm I'm with that, Mm -hmm. too. Pelican Brief, weird movie.
1: Great toy set, though. Oh, yeah. Kenner killed it.
0: (laughs) I loved the... The, the briefcase they,
2: they damn
3: it that's what yeah. I was gonna say
0: and it opened up and there were like pelicans inside see I was
1: gonna say I prefer the pelican playset set that <laughs> you open it up and there were briefcases inside. <laughs> <laughs> just legal documents
0: oh there was that the, you had the Denzel character and you could <laughs> put him on the pier where he would like talk to a pelican hmm. and the pelican would be like keep it brief <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they put out the themed underwear as well the pelican briefs yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh
1: boy. Twenty twenty two, the year the Pelican Brief's coming back.
2: <laughs> Pelican Brief two <laughs> electric boogaloo.
1: Still briefing. Even briefer. Hmm. hmm. debriefed Debriefed.
2: <laughs> so the show, porn version.
1: No, that's not true. That's no. not true. So this show here. It starts with a song. Shale, how would you classify this music? Is this a scat?
2: Screaming No. no. It's not scat.
1: Is it a cappella? No, because there's
2: a guitar in it. Is it no, a cappella with a guitar?
1: No, folks, that wasn't me and Dave. That was uh, real guitars.
2: Totally. John, how would you classify really this class- music? I don't know beyond it's it's a Fred Newman composition. <laughs> you got a Fred. Newman. Not not
1: <laughs> Brother <laughs> not Randy, Fred. I know it's his
2: brother. You have
3: a friend named
0: me.
1: Brother.
2: (laughs) Fred Newman, prolific uh, composer and my favorite cast member on the new Mickey Mouse Club. He was the old guy with the white hair. And also the voice of Porkchop. What else did
0: he compose?
1: The recipe for some salad dressings.
2: He did... um, (laughs) (laughs) Mayonnaises. He had a dog commercial. (laughs) Uh... I just assumed that both of you Shailen, were really you were so up on prepared this. here. I, I just assumed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are
1: up on it. He is the brother of I Love LA composer Randy Newman and the uh, second cousin of Paul Newman.
2: So he worked on like on a like Oh, he was a mailman. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. My phone just did something really strange. Chalen,
1: right. <laughs> we don't have time to narrate what your phone's doing. Anyway, here's the song.
3: I love LA.
2: <laughs> you got a friend in Doug, <laughs> especially if you're pork chop.
1: Do you remember that episode of Celebrity Deathmatch where Frank Stallone fought Fred Newman? No. Oh, famous so brothers. Happened? Mills Lane killed them both. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was actually Mills Lane's brother, um, Bill S. S- Lane. <laughs>
0: All the all the dialogue from from Fred was just mouth noise. That's right. Yeah,
2: he was in so many kids shows in the nineties. So many.
1: Sounds disturbing at a point. So the the deal with the opening here is it's Doug with a line that he drew, and the line like does things. It's a lasso. It's a bridge.
0: It's a hole in the ground. It's
1: a big pubic hair. Yeah.
2: He has a great imagination. <laughs> he does. That's Doug.
1: That's Doug. Big imagination, Dougie.
2: That's what I loved about
0: this show. It's just like I could really relate as a as an anxious kid who just imagined himself in the, the worst scenarios possible. And the Doug guy. and I were simpatico.
1: Doug always looks worried in this show. Did you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. He always he's got like those fucking stress lines at the side of his his eyes, and like looks like he hasn't slept in a month.
2: Yeah, all the time.
0: It's the prequel to uh, Stephen King's Insomnia. <laughs>
2: I was gonna say he's he's the cartoon version of what my eyes look like all the time. Stressed out and exhausted.
3: Hmm.
1: That's deep.
2: So anyway. They're, so they're
1: graduating from Bluffington School, and you see Bluffington School, and you come to realize this is a fucking middle school. This place looks like the fucking Pentagon. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. So I yeah. hadn't watched the show in a very long time. How long? And I spent a very long then. Um I spent a lot of energy, like a lot of mental energy being like, is Bluffington School a high school, a middle school, an elementary school? What level school is this? Because Mm -hmm. the kids look the same no matter what age they are in this show.
1: Well, that's not true because Doug grows his hair out.
2: Sure. Okay.
1: It's crazy. It's a big campus.
0: The Disney branded show, Doug's got like hair in his armpits and he's always like talking about how hairy his chest is and Mm -hmm. stuff. It's
2: nuts.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So they grow.
2: It's especially a large school because the class that's graduating from sixth grade appears to have seven people.
1: Well, this is the other weird thing, right? And they treat this graduation like a big deal, like the whole episodes around it. So in my school, all of the grades were together. So there was no like sixth to seventh transition, like junior high was at the same school. But even when I graduated from eighth grade, it wasn't this huge, Mm -hmm. crazy pomp.
2: So when I finished sixth grade... They moved the entire sixth grade, which would have been the fifth graders, into the middle school where I went. Mm-hmm. So, like we moved with a, with all the kids a year behind us too. So there was no pomp and circumstance at all. It was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, next year all you get a locker and whatever, and uh, get out. Hmm. In the end,
0: I know in in my hometown, the middle school was right next to the high school, which had uh, one of the elementary schools next to it. So it looked like a huge hmm. like campus. Hmm. I thought that's what was going on here when they showed that. I thought like this was like right next to this school or that school or whatever. That was my explanation.
2: I think that your brain made up an explanation for weird animation. <laughs> and that's okay. We all bring our own stuff to every every situation.
0: He, he, Doug went to Bluffington U for middle school.
2: And then he went to uh, Bluffington Heights for <laughs> high school.
1: And then Bluffington State. Yeah. Well, will be state when you guys graduated from eighth grade or middle school or whatever. Did you have to do like a play?
2: No, that's insane. <laughs> um,
0: no, we had concerts. We had to do like a big concert for Christmas and then there was a spring one. And then if you were in eighth grade, you had to do an eighth grade one.
1: Yeah, I was going to say specifically in eighth grade when we graduated, we had to do like it was part concert and part variety show. So, like, we sang as a class, um, someone to lean on, because we were all such good friends. Hmm. And then we did a play <laughs> where we were, we were like, our, our dream job and life, you know? So, like, we had gotten back together, uh-huh. after, <laughs> and, like, one kid was the president.
0: Who wrote the play? We all did. Okay.
1: It was a collaboration, a collabo.
0: What was your role? I was an
1: architect. Oh. Huh. And to display it, I had a t-shirt that said architect, and I had, like, a protractor. Okay. Now, the interesting thing is uh, all of the skills that an architect would need are things that I'm just inherently terrible at. <laughs> so it was a weird, it was a weird was say, you're, you're, nebulous you're ambition. Write, your writing is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is fine for 2022 standards. But the yeah, we had to do that. And yeah, what else did we sing? Friends Forever, the graduation song. We uh, had Fragile
0: it. by Nine Inch Nails.
2: <laughs> Closer. In eighth grade dance. That was like a fun thing that we all did. No, this was fun. And I remember because my school system was so small, like our middle school and our high school were one building and we shared a lot of facilities. Starting in seventh grade, you could join the high school drama club. So I was in a play in eighth grade, but I wasn't like, it wasn't like for graduation. I want to hear,
1: I want to hear it painstakingly.
2: No, thank you.
1: Okay. So the point of this is
2: graduating at that
1: age is weird, but they're all very excited.
3: (laughs) Three days, man. Three days. Ooh, three days three days in three days we were graduating Woo-hoo!
1: so they're excited fred newman killed that guitar by the way agreed fucking destroyed it
2: it sounded exactly like the mouth noises
1: yeah <laughs> they were mouth noises god damn it <laughs> um so doug is upset he's got some some nervousness about graduating but everybody else is excited and then all the kids get together. So you got Skeeter. You got Chalky Studebaker. Connie something or other. Uh, you got the the twins. Be, um, you got Bebe. Bebe's there. Ed and Slimo. Louis? Lou and Al?
2: Lou was definitely no, one no, of them. No, no.
1: Ed. There's an Ed in there too. Ed? Ed, <laughs> Ed Murphy. Ed! So anyway, so they're, they're trying to make Doug feel better. And at first they suggest that he goes to see the... The guidance counselor, Mr. Shalaki, And then he goes, no, no, no. And then it's good. We'll go see the vice principal, Mr. Bone. (laughs) And he goes, no, no, no. And they go, what about Principal Butt Savage? And I went, excuse me? And I went back. And this guy's (laughs) name is fucking Principal Butt Savage. (laughs) That's weird. And I loved it.
0: Spelled differently. Spelled not as it sounds. It's close, though. Yeah.
2: It's so weird.
0: His name is
1: Butt Savage. And his underling is Mr. Bone. And they're really well, that's Mr. Shalaki, which is a cum joke for sure.
2: Bluffington is a very perverted place. It's a
1: very sexual town, but Mr. But Savage, I guess, got these kids a new planetarium and some volleyballs and he pulled Skunky Beaumont out of a fire. So he seems like a cool guy. He's a hero. <laughs> I want to see the show about Skunky Beaumont. I'm just saying.
0: Well, um, I think Skunky Beaumont was the character they never showed. They just always
2: yeah.
1: Oh, him. they always allude to him, okay. they, and
2: yeah. he always has done something amazing or had something crazy happen to him.
0: Hmm. He was like the Yancey Street gang in in the thing, in the uh, the, uh, the the comic book, the uh, the thing comic book, yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: Which Doug Yancey funny?
3: Mm-mm.
1: Oh my god! But he himself is not in the gang.
0: No. I don't know. But D- Doug is now part of the MCU.
1: <laughs> yes, tangentially. So now. This multiverse thing, so they're gonna go and they're gonna go see Principal Butt Savage, who none of them have ever seen. But then Mr. Bone says no, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. So Doug goes into this imagination bit. There's a lot of these on this show, and it's kind of this like Wizard of Oz scenario mm-hmm. where him and Skeeter go and they run into like this demon guy who asks. <laughs> Just who is Doug? It's kind of the the conceit of the whole show, isn't
2: it? It's a valid question.
0: It's just a sixth grader having an existential crisis. Yeah.
1: But then Doug explains, well, I'm I'm nervous about graduating. And the demon man gives him this bejeweled box. And he's like, in here, this will make you feel better. It's the one thing everybody has. What do you think was in that box?
2: Confidence.
1: Confidence? Okay.
0: Uh, THC gummies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) of
0: rhubarb pie.
2: Mm. delicious.
1: It <laughs> uh, could be anything. Hashtag what's in the box. So he wakes up. As it turns out, this was a, a time jump, so he's having this this dream, uh, and you get to see a little bit of Doug's bedroom, including a very odd poster. Did you guys say this?
2: Which one? I did, I did.
1: You know, some kids have posters of lingerie models. Shaylin, I know it's sexist, but it's true. Some kids have sports or airplanes
0: back then had a picture of a car like a corvette
1: (laughs) like just a generic hot rod Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i I didn't like cars but i don't know why i had that i thought it was cool
1: it was cool yeah some of us had axle rows so on and so forth doug has a poster above his bed it's this enormous poster of the titanic sinking and it just says loose lips
2: because they sink (laughs) yes
1: i'm aware of the the reference but (laughs) like why would he have that
0: do you think they drew it and they had like a sexy lady on it <laughs> loose lips. Oh. Oh, <laughs> and then just slips. Oh, my God. And then the producer's like, You can't change that to a boat, please.
2: That's a kid's cartoon. You can't do that.
1: You can't have Jennifer Flowers on this poster.
2: How do we know it's the Titanic? <laughs> Did it say Titanic? It's the
1: Titanic, Shayla. I know that you have not <laughs> seen Titanic. <laughs> it's the Titanic. I've seen it break and fall, and it, the thing crushed the Italian fella.
2: It's a reminder to Doug that he shouldn't tell his secrets beyond his dear diary.
1: It's a journal, Shailen. Why haven't you seen Titanic?
2: Initially, because I was mad that people finally had discovered Leonardo DiCaprio, okay. but I had known about him for a long time
0: because you were a huge fan of Growing Pains.
2: Yes, that is accurate.
0: And the Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead, also <laughs> and, and true, the,
1: and The Basketball Diaries.
2: And then it was because it's so freaking long. I know. I made it through that opening sequence before they even traveled back in time, and it made me so sad that they were in people's graves digging them up, and it just bummed me out.
1: Well, that's not- I didn't
2: make it much farther than that.
1: It has nothing to do with the length.
2: But it was so long.
1: Dave, how many times did you see Titanic in the theater?
0: I didn't see it at all in the theater.
2: What the uh, fuck? Really?
0: Yeah, but I, the, I saw, I've seen it once. What? Uh, and it was probably around like two, let's see. I, I saw it with my wife. She had it on VHS. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Double-decker, baby. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, I think probably like 2011, 2012. Oh, my God.
2: See, we're not You two are fucking ben. plebes.
1: I saw that movie probably four times in the theater, and then we had the, like, pre-ordered the VHS set, and did I was you, so happy.
0: Did you see it. see it because, like, you were really into the love story? You were really into Leo? Because my just, like, mom wanted to go,
1: spectacle? and I didn't have anything else to do.
2: <laughs> when Titanic was really popular... My dad got, or he offered to give me a t-shirt when it was in the theater initially, like the first release. Mm -hmm. The t-shirt said, the boat sank, get over it. And I wore that around for a while.
1: Whoa. What a fucking edgy person. That's
0: edgy. That's That's edgy. That's as edgy as a loose lips poster.
2: (laughs) There was a girl in my homeroom who got really mad at me and screamed in my face for wearing it. She was like, I won't get over it. It's a beautiful little story. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah
1: and that little girl grew up <laughs> grew up to be <laughs> Randy Newman's names. sister <laughs> um Candy Newman
3: <laughs> I love
1: it. Really.
2: anyway
1: anyway so he's got this <laughs> poster in his room and he goes to school and the kids are reminiscing right because there's only 2 days left to graduation now and they're reminiscing about good times
0: Remember the bumpkin hoedown?
1: Who could forget the bumpkin hoedown? <laughs> the bumpkin hoedown.
0: <laughs> I love a good bumpkin hoedown.
1: Yeah, uh, fucking life highlight in all, all senses. Ooh, then something weird happens. Doug shows up and he explains, all right, I got a plan. We're going to go see Principal Butt Savage. And it's clear that Chalky and the gang don't really care. Mm-hmm. But then Patty asks Doug to sign her yearbook. Now, Doug, this guy, he's got the hearts and the humana uh, the humanas for Patty. He's got the hots there's, for her.
0: There's the music.
2: He has yeah. the humina huminas for her. I, I,
1: can, let me hear that musical cue. <laughs>
2: it's
0: kind of like that. Shaylin, can you do the Patty Manny's music?
3: <laughs>
2: it's the Jurassic it's just... Park theme, Shaylin. Yeah, that's <laughs> that probably was, true. <laughs>
0: that, was, that was graduation music, Shaylin.
2: <laughs> I'll do what I think is appropriate when asked.
1: Okay. okay. So anyway, so Patty asked Doug to sign her yearbook, and you would think in Doug's mind this would be a big moment, but he's distracted, and he just, he scribbles something down, he gives the the yearbook back to Patty, like she looks at it quizzically, but it never comes up what he wrote. What do you think he wrote in there?
2: I think he wrote, from Doug. (laughs) From Doug. Because that's who the character is, right? Like He would write it, and then in like a day and a half, he'd be like... Why didn't I take that opportunity to do something more important?
0: Mm-hmm. I like these. <laughs> I like these questions that been been poses for us, and it's like let's get creative. Let's let's think outside the <laughs> <From> box. <bottom. duck. laughs> <laughs> you go with the
3: the simplest,
0: the most straightforward answer. Mm-hmm.
2: He asked a duck. question, and I answered it. What <laughs> you, do you didn't
0: want answer it. I'm not. I listen, i ain't mad at you. I love it. I love it.
1: I think he wrote one of two things. It was either. You got a friend in me, <laughs> or the cool S? Because he was oh, thinking yeah. about the plan. Well, maybe people love that cool S.
0: I think he wrote "Let's get butt savage," <laughs> and she looked at it quizzically, like, "What? Who's my God, my God! This from a guy with a loose lips poster?"
1: Well, she hasn't seen that yet. They're not at that point.
2: That's true.
0: I think she has. I think they. I think there was an episode where they like had to do a homework assignment together.
1: Hmm.
2: But was Loose Lips there when they had the homework assignment, or was that a new addition?
3: Oh, loose yeah, Lips the
1: person? Cool. I'm not sure. <laughs> and that's a rude thing to call Connie. <laughs> She's like do dead. you
2: guys remember anything that you wrote or received in any yearbooks for inscriptions?
0: No. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. No. Do you? Oh, yeah.
1: Gonna, you do. I was going to say, if, the man, the the most perfect thing would for you been to say no, and we just dropped that topic <laughs> and moved
0: on. Oh, yours yours was from your best friend. It just said from Jane.
1: just said, "Thanks for the memories."
2: There was one year that I signed everyone's yearbook with. From Doug, I'll have my revenge, and then my okay. name, and then uh, in my in my senior high school yearbook, my one of my teachers wrote me an apology letter. What? Like in my yearbook, it's really a, weird. An
0: apology letter, yeah. dear Shailen, I'm sorry your parents got divorced. I was gonna no. say
1: this this could tread in a lot of weird directions.
2: It was like I'm really sorry for the the fiasco with like the play and whatever, and like it was a valid apology, but it was like a weird thing to put well, in what, my yearbook. What, what
1: is this Inception? What what fiasco? What are you it talking was
2: just, about? It wasn't a big deal at all to me. No, but it was he a fiasco. Felt, he felt guilt about something and apparently was carrying that for 2 years and I didn't know so he wrote we had an apology letter in my book.
0: Hmm. Oh, he cast you in the the stage version of Caligula and he was apologizing <laughs> for doing that.
2: It wasn't that. No, I was someone's understudy and he was like sorry that I didn't get the the role. Who's understudy? Michelle. Manning, it was a girl who was actually very very good and she okay. should have had what the What
1: was part. the character? Greek Grease? Miss Um, Miss Grease.
2: World War II waitress? Oh. World War I waitress? Meaty
1: part, for sure.
0: Miss Saigon.
2: She got to (laughs) sing the Star Spangled Banner as part of the play.
1: Whoa. And that was in your yearbook? Mm Mm-hmm. What did, you know, your friends write in your your yearbook? Hit us up with the hashtag from Doug.
2: From Doug.
1: (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) moving to the snail's pace here. Doug's plan this is a good one. It's jam-packed. Is to have five children just stand on each other's shoulders? This seems tough. chalky's down the bottom. He would be a good base. Then, like, BB's the next one up? And she's weak.
2: She shouldn't have been the next one up. She shouldn't have been the
1: next one. I don't even know who would have been. But, like, and the last two are Patty, and then Doug is standing on Patty's shoulders.
2: It's very odd. It's a bad plan.
0: I would have got Skier out there. Like, I would have put him probably on top of
1: Flexible, Chucky. yeah, yeah. I didn't
2: understand why Doug would... I mean, you need someone as a strong base. Yeah, I don't know. They shouldn't have had those. Like,
1: what was it? Like, It was going to be like a Romeo and Juliet thing? I thought he wanted to talk to this dude. He's just going to like look in his window?
2: He just wanted to see him one time. Doug
1: shouldn't be graduating with these fucking terrible, stupid plans.
0: (laughs) And he's a real pervert, too. Oh, yeah. A real pervert.
1: Yeah, because as it turns out, Doug lied to his friends. And what he may have written in Patty's yearbook was... Let's go peep into the girls' locker room, which is, in fact, what they do. And <laughs> it's clear let's, that they've, hit, see some loose lips. <laughs> they've chosen the wrong window. Ew. And, you know, you hear girls screeching in the background. Oh, my God, stop looking. And then Doug just very slowly licks his lips and sweats.
2: And That's it lingers
1: cool. on that shot for eight seconds.
2: I think you watched a different show During, than me. And
1: all the noises are like. Mm-hmm. So then the kids all fall. And as I recall, Assistant Principal Bone here, he's a bit of a hard ass, right? Is he is he a dick?
2: He talks a good game.
1: Oh he sure does.
2: But Roger Klotz still gets away with everything, so he can't be that much hey, of a listen, hard ass.
1: Listen, he sees a little of himself in Roger Klotz. Maybe. And he had to write him an apology letter for it.
2: It was very strange.
1: Dave Mr. Bone Dickhead?
2: Oh yeah. Mr. Bone time. Dickhead. And
0: <laughs> he signed every yearbook, uh Bone Dog.
1: I think he wrote from Mr. Bone.
0: From Bone Dog.
1: (laughs) From Bone Dog. Uh, Anyway, so here's his punishment.
0: (laughs) Seeing as you're graduating the day after tomorrow, I'm going to overlook these little monkey
1: shines. And then he made them watch the movie Monkey Shines, which was the the true punishment.
2: (laughs) That is a punishment. I love George Romero, but holy (laughs) cod!
0: Monkey Shines is the best movie with um, a paraplegic man Giving conlangos to a woman—it's <laughs> <laughs> the best movie that contained a scene like that. Mm, uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. Well, well there's Titanic, but Chelan, you wouldn't know because you haven't seen that. I've yet. never mm-hmm.
2: seen it. I couldn't. Yeah. I could dispute it.
0: Yeah, they they cripple
1: Leo DiCaprio, yeah. and then Kate Winslet just shimmies into position. Hmm. Yeah, Weird. it's beautiful. It's tender. Uh, the boat and that was reading was rocking, and they came knocking. Yes, that's correct.
0: She's like lingus me, like one of your French girls. <laughs>
3: oh, oh gross.
1: Lingus a kind of candy. What?
0: No, it's yeah. an airline. Yeah,
1: it's Air Lingus. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. It's candy. I'm thinking of Lindor.
2: Yeah, that's not or
1: lint. Lindor is a baseball player. Lint is the truffle.
2: There's also Lindor truffle. Oh, well, I feel better
1: about that then. So, uh, Doug pictures a scenario now where he's dragging his friends up a mountain and then they all fall and die. So it's, it's a lot like the opening to Cliffhanger in that sense. It's true. This might have predated Cliffhanger, honestly. No. no. Cliffhanger. No, Cliffhanger is probably like 92. I'm not doing live research. Someone else can do it. Tell me if I'm wrong. So we got to class.
2: 93.
1: God damn it, I was right. And the kids have made their teacher a card. So the teacher is Miss Wingo. And she's this old lady wearing a Letterman sweater for some reason. That's pretty weird, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think she just was a student there. She got her Letterman jacket, and she just kind of never left.
1: <laughs> she was she was formerly the the BWOC, Big Woman on Campus, and she just yeah, yeah. just lived it out. All right.
2: She's what would happen to Doug if he followed through on his insecurities? Eventually, if you hang around long enough, you they just make you a teacher. You refuse to leave.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's that. So they, they've made her a card, which is a drawing of her <laughs>
2: <laughs> on the front. <laughs> and They're all not signed in it. kindergarten. Yeah, I know.
0: All
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, these yeah. sixth graders, when you're in sixth grade, what are you, like 10? 11?
2: Eleven. I was 11. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I wouldn't have made my teacher a card where I, like, I drew a stick figure and then everybody sign it. That's weird. That's fucking strange. <laughs> and Chalky <laughs> sounds like he's like 26.
2: Yeah. Probably was 26. Ooh, maybe. Terrible school system. Absolutely. Bluffington School.
1: So Miss Wingo notices that Doug hasn't signed the card. She, at this point, doesn't seem to notice that Doug isn't in the room and apparently hasn't been there all day. She only notices <laughs> that he never signed the card. <laughs> why did nobody figure this out?
2: I mean, there's a lot of kids in that class.
0: Yeah, attendance was different back in the 90s.
1: Especially that last week, you know? Yeah. But he's just coasting. So what Doug has done and why he wasn't there is that he shipped himself in a, in a Metal Gear Solid kind of move. <laughs> so he tries to ship himself in directly into Principal Butt Savage's office. But as it turns out, they couldn't read the label and they think it's volleyballs. Do you think that anybody's ever done the shipping thing? You know, it's a joke. It's a big thing in Garfield. But has somebody ever successfully shipped themselves, do you think?
2: I believe that it was a thing in, I want to say it was like the early 2000s when the internet was like... Hopping different like aol style i remember there being a story about someone who mailed themselves somewhere and then they were like the usps shouldn't they should have known they should have figured it out it was like a thing but prior to that i'm not really convinced i feel like at some point in time that has to have happened successfully how else would it be a thing
0: isn't that how you get brides
2: yes You don't buy them an airplane ticket. You put them in a box. Yeah, you ship
1: them directly to the Magic Kingdom in the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. (laughs) (laughs) And you unload them and you do a, you know, a gorilla wedding.
2: (laughs) It's a good idea, I'll just (laughs) say.
1: Amy, pronounce you man and wife. (laughs) So Doug's in the hallway now after he's been shipped unsuccessfully. I guess he was successful, it just didn't go to the right spot. Uh, and he runs into Miss Wingo, who starts sobbing.
3: You didn't come to the class party. I was worried I wouldn't see you again. Wouldn't see me again? W- w- well, today's the last day.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the skill trip was warranted.
2: I agree.
0: I thought it was touching. I thought... Oh, it was
1: beautiful, for sure. Yeah. Fred Warner did a great job arranging those strings.
2: That's name's Warner. <sighs>
1: Fred Warner is a football player. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fred
2: Newman. Newman.
1: <laughs> Fred Newman. Doug now imagines himself on a spaceship, maybe one of Elon Musk's rockets. Tough to tell. Could be a Jeff Bezos thing. And he is on the hunt.
3: Captain Butt Savage! Captain Butt Savage! <laughs>
1: Where is Captain Butt
0: Savage? Oh, I just remembered. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote in everybody's yearbook when I was asked to sign. Just Captain Butt Savage.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I support it. Yeah.
1: And uh, to to further the the idea that this is really a show about, you know, uh, growing up and becoming an adult. When they're in the spaceship, Doug's worried about black holes. So he's got some performance anxiety going on as well. It's not just graduation. So we cut back to the loose lips poster again. hmm <laughs> Doug's mom wakes him up. Took a bit. We're at the graduation ceremony now. When you guys graduated, eighth grade or high school or whatever, did your family sit together? Shaylin, I know it's tough for you because of the divorce, but were, was everybody kind of together? No. Oh, from Doug.
2: From Doug.
0: <laughs> Mine was well. Uh, for some places, they 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 only had enough space, so it was like it was either my parents. Or it was my parents and like some of my sisters, uh, but for the most part, they they all sat together. What
1: but when was, they were there, it? they were together.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: Shailen, what um, dystopian setup are you going to tell us about?
2: Well, no, it was um, it was general seating, so they got split up because they showed up late.
1: Okay. So it's a it's a Pat Auditorium in Bluffington, and for some reason, which Shalen has explained rationally, um, <laughs> sorry ben. Doug's parents are sitting next to BB's parents. And then the row in front, pork chops sitting there between Patty's widower father and Skeeter's parents, and then Judy's in another row, and then Roger's mom, who looks like Cindy Lauper, is sitting by herself. And what? I thought it was pretty weird that they didn't draw them all together, but I guess I guess it was general attendance.
2: Roger's mom is a single swinging lady, I think. Yeah, it's so
1: perfect for Patty's widower father. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Brand making new Doug where Patty visits her mom's grave and sobs when her dad's going to get remarried. Oh, that's upsetting. So. And then Duck shows up. Hat in hand. Loose lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just for sinking chips. <laughs> Where were we? We're in the auditorium. Oh, uh, so, similar to my my like stage play thing that, that happened in my high school, the kids at Bluffington do a little musical tribute. <laughs>
2: I loved this joke so much.
1: I have a question.
3: Okay.
0: It was great.
1: Is it a joke? Yeah. So there's not that's those really aren't the words, right? No, those are not really okay. the words. <laughs> <laughs> I had a suspicion, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. So <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Man. Well it's good to have that confirmed. I now to my credit. I was pretty sure, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> um as a a nerdy band geek. I have played that song so many times over and over and there were many times when we wanted there to be words to kind of change it up. And Mm -hmm. then (laughs) this just tickled my funny bone. And I was like, why didn't we all sing this song instead of like during our rounds? Just right. Just right. It's perfect.
1: But Doug himself is not there. Doug is up in the vents of the school for some reason. I don't know why he has to be in the vents, but they're remarkably clean up there. I saw Die Hard. (laughs) Yes. Or Jurassic Park. Which was the hot movie of the previous summer? Anyway, mm. uh, so he sees a dude who's shirtless and wearing an eye patch, shoveling coal. This is Coal Man. <sighs> <sighs>
3: <sighs> uh, little kids, uh, I'm glad it's graduation. <laughs> I need a vacation.
1: <laughs> coal Man was my favorite character in the entire show. I loved this guy.
0: Was this Doug's imagination, or was this is this a real character?
1: I think this was real.
2: Oh, I thought he imagined it. I thought this was supposed to be like a Rambo situation.
0: It, it didn't. It didn't follow. We're,
1: we're going to come back to that real, real soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't follow the pattern they they had established whenever he imagined something right. else. Like, there's no like like the animation doesn't change, the frame doesn't change. So I thought this was real, which mm-hmm. is wild. Now, Shailen, what? What were you saying? What
2: I thought Rambo? he was like in a like in a mindset of like Rambo or some other kind of like war thing, and he's like climbing through, and he pauses, and he's like, "That's just a man shoveling coal onto the next thing." <laughs> I don't remember
0: that part in Rambo.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying that type of character. I don't mean him oh, specifically.
0: Wait. Are you thinking of when Gizmo in Gremlins Two dressed up as Rambo no. and was in the vent? I am not. Are you thinking conflating of that I
1: have an idea for a listicle. I'm going to write into BuzzFeed with it. What is it? It's going to be the top 20 scenes where a war guy looked out a vent and saw somebody and went, "Just that's a guy shoveling coal. Okay. And 20 may not be enough. Maybe 30.
2: Let's move on. <laughs> I can't.
0: <laughs> I can't. Happens in Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> F Troop. Happens in The Great Escape. Mm-hmm. All those escape movies. It happens in The Birdman of Alcatraz.
2: Doug also see, happens in Alcatraz. Mm,
0: Doug also sees
1: a, a list. <laughs> teacher Ooh. dancing and smiling. Um, we get a web. She's the lunch lady. Oh, she's the lunch lady. Okay. Yeah. Why does she hate the kids?
2: Because they're rude to her. Because her food is bad.
1: Classic lunch lady. Yeah. Get your K- shit food. together.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Get your mind right, lunch lady. We get a, like a Webster's defined graduation bit, but Doug eventually reaches his goal, and he falls into Principal Butt Savage's office.
2: Principal and, and, Butt Savage, it's still funny. It never enters
1: Doug's mind that Principal Butt Savage would be at the graduation, because he just goes, Principal Butt Savage? Principal Butt Savage? Mr.
3: Butt Savage? <laughs> Mr. Butt... Roger? What are you doing here? Well, what do you think, lame brain?
1: Roger, you're not hiding out from graduation, are you? <laughs> hey, stupid viewer, what's this guy doing here? He's hiding. <laughs> figured it out. So Roger here is nervous about graduating as well because he's been in the sixth grade for three years and he's worried about uh, losing his status as the uh, the BMOC, the cock of the walk.
2: I have nothing to add.
1: Oh, you sat up nice and straight. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I thought I you waiting. had a point.
0: Nope. I've Just interrupted you all night and I was like, all right, I'm going to listen. I'm going to pay attention I'll to our out. body language.
2: Fixing my, my posture. This is
1: a Rambo-like situation. It's true. Yeah. But then Doug has an epiphany, and here it is.
3: Junior high is gonna be great. You got a point there, Funny. We'll
1: all be there together. Yeah, together. Come on, we better hurry. And then they they run across the enormous campus. It takes two hours, and they graduate.
0: I know. I know they only have like ten minutes per per segment. Mm-hmm. But like, he arrived at that conclusion so fast. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like if he had just been given the time to think about that or given himself the time to think about that over the course of the three days, this would have been all resolved, Doug. You wouldn't have been worried. You would have been, you could have enjoyed those last few days of school.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Would have been a boring episode of a cartoon though, of him being like, I'm excited to graduate. (laughs) I'm satisfied.
0: (laughs) What I wanted to happen is that I wanted Doug to drop into the office and it was completely empty. And then he realizes that there is no principal. And he stumbles onto like a conspiracy that it's only vice principal bone that's been running the school for the whole time.
1: <laughs> or it, and I'm going to keep bringing up Star Trek. Uh, the, it, they just finds that it's a robot.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the robot's controlling it the whole time. I like that. So he has this, this realization and then he runs back and they're like, hey, there was a good speech and Doug doesn't care. It just kind of like he has that realization so fast. And then the episode takes its sweet ass time getting to its conclusion.
2: As one does. Which
1: is Doug getting that diploma. And going to the Honker Burger.
2: Love a Honker Burger.
1: With his pals. All the 10-year-olds going down to the Honker Burger.
0: Were you guys allowed to go to like McDonald's or Burger King when you were like 10 or 11 by yourself?
1: There was no McDonald's or Burger King. Uh, There was a local sub shop. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was next to the hearing aid place and the bar. You had to walk by the bar.
2: Yes, except for the hearing aid place and the bar. It was just a Cumberland Farms and a florist for me.
0: (laughs) I was not allowed. I would have loved a honker burger. Hmm. Or a max.
1: What do you think is on a honker burger? If I look up a honker burger recipe, there'll be there'll be one, right?
2: Yes.
0: Lettuce, tomato, the the classic stuff that you can draw. Um, and it's I'm gonna
2: sure there's gonna be pickles that are very bright green. <laughs> <Yeah,
0: laughs> That's probably a honker sauce.
1: Um here's it's the
0: thing. Like skeet sauce.
2: Did you find a video of how to make a honker burger? Yeah,
1: we we've got a bit of a thing here. And and Dave, this Australian thing was a revelation two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. when you type in Honker Burger recipe, literally the first result is something called Doug Burger from Dave's cooking show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dave.
0: Oh
1: boy.
2: Please explain yourself. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean I as a short order cook, I I made a lot of Honker Burgers in Melbourne. <laughs> okay, from Doug. I, and, and,
1: yeah, from and, uh, Doug.
0: I was just a huge fan of the show, and I thought I would start making them. I and that's—I I can't get into details. Jim Jenkins is a violent person, vengeful. He—he uh, he didn't let me, so I, I had a—I had to leave. I had to leave Australia.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see what what this this particular Dave has to say from I'm Dave's not, cooking not, show. Yeah, yeah. It says now it's time for the greatest internet. Speed it up, Doug. Dave. Cooking show in the history of ever. Hold on. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. That's about
2: exactly what we should have expected. Gonna
1: reserve my commentary. The Doug's Honker Burger recipe is appears to be about 30 seconds of a guy cooking a hamburger and four and a half minutes of a guy screaming at the camera while wearing okay. a Ghostbuster shirt. I was going to
2: so. say, he has good taste in t-shirts. Yeah, thank you.
1: A man after my own heart. So, uh, anyway, that's the uh, graduation bit. Now it's time for Doug's bad trip. Doug and his sister Judy are in the back of the car, not wearing seatbelts, mind you. They're screaming, screaming at each in media other. Res. Yeah. You get right in the middle of the action, also known as a media res. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> and Doug's
1: <laughs> parents are fighting in the front seat and they run into a problem that I think is common in many long-term relationships and marriages, but to see it displayed so nakedly and bare in the children's show was a little bit interesting.
3: Your father is
0: trying
3: to find the right turnoff,
0: and this isn't helping! I know the right turnoff, dear. He should be looking for the turn-on. Right. Yeah.
1: This guy's really set in his ways, you know? Yeah. If, like, if Mrs. Funny was reading Glamour or Cosmopolitan, it's like, 15 signs, your man's ignoring you. I bet Mr. Funny hits a lot of those points.
0: Oh, probably,
2: probably. Mm-hmm.
0: It reminded me of, um, there's a scene that Stephen King writes in The Shining, uh, where they're driving to the hotel, and it just talks about like how Jack Torrance keeps reaching over and like putting his hand up his wife's skirt. Sure. With the kid in the back. I remember reading that and being like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's weird, Stephen. Stop that. There's a child in the backseat. Living the dream. There's a Doug Yancey in the backseat.
1: <laughs> uh, so the family's fighting in a rainstorm. They're going to crash to their death. And now it starts proper. So we start with a family meeting. And Mr. Funny relates that they can't go to grandma's because he's planned a real vacation to...
0: That's right, mister. Just us, the road, and that big, beautiful gorge.
1: <laughs> Classic BBG.
0: He's talking with his wife again.
1: Yeah. Oh, loose lips.
0: <laughs> loose lips.
1: So they're going to go to the great painted gorge and he's planned this sort of national lampoon ask road trip with all of like, it's time down to the minute and they're leaving immediately and it's like five days of driving. It's a lot, but he's excited.
0: I did the math. Mm -hmm. So he says, he says it's going to be 1500 miles. So I just went on a road trip. It's about 300 miles. Right. Well, about six and a half hours to get there. That's without stops. According to Google Maps, six and a half hours. If this was 1,500, that would be five times six and a half, which would be 32 and a half?
1: That's right. That's math.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours. To drive.
1: To get to the big, beautiful gorge.
0: Mr. Funny is crazy. He's nuts.
1: He's the last true family man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Have you ever driven that that long?
1: 32... No. Hours. Thirty-two hours, no. We've been to Florida, which is
0: thirty-two hours.
2: Yeah, we stopped in the middle. Does that count?
0: Stopped I, it, in the middle now. It doesn't look like the funny's stopped. No. Besides besides tourist traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I guess not then. How about you? Have you have you driven that far?
0: Longest I've driven is twelve or thirteen hours. <laughs> I know. That's weak. I know. I'm, I'm not a family man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: And they're doing it on a day's notice as well, which I enjoy.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Mr. Funny knew where he was headed. You see.
1: I didn't write down everything on his minute by minute agenda, but down toward the bottom of the list was stargazing with Ranger Bob. And all <laughs> I want to know is what <laughs> is that? Like, is that really stargazing? Is that sort of code to Mrs. Funny for like a, you know, a swinging situation, and he didn't want the kids to know
2: is Ranger Bob what he calls his penis? Oh.
1: <laughs> you know me and Mr. Funny have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it just fits. <laughs> who is Ranger Bob?
2: who is Ranger Bob?
0: gonna put M- M- Ranger Bob into the uh into the painted gorge.
1: <laughs> well, fortunately, I looked, and Jim Jenkins had a. 7,500-word interview about the origins of Ranger Bob.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's good. And it's not a penis? Nah.
1: Why am I being so mean to this guy?
2: It's not a penis. I no. don't know why you're being so mean to him. I don't like him. He created it's not this- not Mark w-
0: Wiener. <laughs> True enough.
2: He created this show that's engaging and lovely.
1: So they're in the car, and they are happy. They're singing, I'm going to say campfire songs. There's probably scat music.
2: I think campfire songs. Yeah, campfire
1: songs. And then they get bored. They get tired. And Doug's like, this sucks. I'm bored. But then he sees something that changes everything.
3: Visit it. 125 miles. It is coming up. Wow. It. Wow.
1: Do you ever get suckered into one of those roadside things? Or you get get, really pulled in by one of those big, like, 100 miles until
2: X? Yes. What was it? (laughs) From Doug. South of, <laughs> south of the border of course yeah we pulled in dave to south of the border at like 10 o'clock at night sure no one else was there there had been a ton of rain so the bathrooms were disgusting and flooded you couldn't ride the elevator thing that went to the big sombrero no, no,
1: Shailen, you haven't described what south of the border is
0: yeah i haven't i, I don't know what it is
1: <laughs> well like we're, we're just stickers. broadly yeah. assuming
3: yeah
2: South of the border is supposed to be this big, fancy, like exciting tourist situation when you're on um, I 95, either going north or south. And it's just south of the North Carolina border in South Carolina, I think. I feel like that's accurate.
0: I think South Carolina is right.
2: But it's so it's Pedro south of the border. And every 15 miles, there's another giant billboard. And it's always like the little character. And a sombrero and or like the big sombrero. And there's like a thousand puns about different what I would say is like thematically appropriate things. So like margarita jokes and okay. sombrero jokes and okay. take a siesta and like all these things. There's like a fireworks thing. And so what my brother's a lot older than me. And he had gone on a trip to Florida with his friends in the middle of the night to see fish. And when they stopped at South of the Border they got like cheeseburgers and margaritas to go in styrofoam cups because that was a thing you could do and he made it he brought us back i want to say he brought us like magnets or something
0: yeah there's a lot of like souvenirs right yeah yeah i remember seeing them when i was a kid like all over people's fridges and things like that
2: yeah like it's super kitschy and like it it has all the makings of being like a really cool like roadside whatever like they have t-shirts and like every weird Possible bit of swag, but it's like overpriced because you're proving that you went to this Boston
0: sauce exactly. (laughs) Phase south of the border. But for
2: whatever reason, like we went on a night when no one was around, and it was just like this weird, enormous warehouse of stuff with like a dingy, kind of almost like moist carpet. Mm
1: -hmm. But you're forgetting the best part.
2: What's the best part, Ben?
1: Sobrero. There was a giant in the sky,
2: but we couldn't ride up to it because it, they didn't have someone to operate it. Mm-hmm. Oh. What was the best part for you, Ben?
1: The cafe risque signs.
2: That's not south of the border. That's a different place. It's all the
1: same though.
0: <laughs> it is if you play your cards right. That's
1: right. Loose lips. Basically, next to every south of the border sign, you would see a sign for something called Cafe Risque, and it would av- advertise things like showers and XXX. And I was like, oh, what is this? Like a like a mega church for porno. And then finally, you drive by it on ninety five, and it's just this weird shack
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: with like a fucking shitload of eighteen wheelers next to it. Which you know it, yeah. do your thing, like that's all good. But the uh,
2: it's a truck stop. Reality
1: didn't match the the dream for either south of the border or Cafe Risque.
0: I didn't fall for it. My older sister did. We were visiting Prince Edward Island, and you cross a big long bridge; it's like miles long. And you get there and you see signs, you know, signs who are like, this is the, where you go for this, the city, and this mm-hmm. is where you go for the, uh, you know, lodging and everything. And then there's, um, like tourist attractions, like the, you go to this, there's a beach with like red clay or something. You go to this beach and then there it is. The house of international dolls.
3: Yes. My
0: sister said, we need to go to the house <laughs> of international dolls. Yes. So we were up, we were up in uh PEI for I think two days. And so we did all the the regular stuff. And then the next day my parents are like, What do you guys want to do? And my older sister says, I want to do the dollhouse. Let's do the dollhouse. So we all get in the car, and every one of us is thinking, like, this is going to be like this really fancy museum, Mm -hmm. or it's going to be like this this like clean, like well laid out local museum. So we drive to this remote location on the island. I remember it's just like we pass fields upon fields. There's no life. (laughs) And then we see this little triangle shaped house and there's a rickety old sign that says house of international dolls and we pull up and i'm thinking so i like started reading stephen king at that time and i was like this is how we all die sure this is this is how
2: valley concerns
0: we get in there it's just some lady's house (laughs) and it's full of dirty old dolls they're not even clean they're not on like stands or in boxes or in mint condition they are just dolls that she found didn't even bother to clean just everywhere it was the fucking scariest place we had all been in <laughs> we entered the so you enter like the foyer you buy your ticket and then you walk through like these four adjoining rooms we walked in like huddled together like back to back to back to back to back we're gonna get attacked we're gonna die here these dolls are gonna come to life they're gonna monkey shine us it's gonna be crazy but we made it out of life and I got suckered into buying a a question mark box
3: ooh okay. so
0: it was, a, it was a surprise so it was like it was like treasure inside like see you what you grab get. bag and so I was like oh my God this could be a Jurassic park figure or this could be like an x- men toy and I opened it up and it was like Someone had bought like a drugstore paper airplane, like those cardboard balsa wood uh, airplanes yeah, yeah. that you build. Someone had bought that, taken it out of the wrapper, and just put it in the <laughs> box and rewrapped it. <laughs> wow. So we left the museum, and uh, my older sister to this day has not lived down the trip to the International Dollhouse.
2: I feel like that's a reasonable response. I don't feel like she yeah. should live that down. Mm-hmm. No,
0: she scared the shit out of us. It was it was not fair. And like just, I remember pulling up and just like asking my parents to turn around. Like this does
2: not feel <laughs> right. <laughs> when I retire, my my <laughs> plan is to do that very thing. I'm going to open an international uh, museum of dolls. That's great. Okay.
0: Yeah, make sure it's remote.
2: That's the plan. Mm-hmm.
1: Hella remote. Now that's a Doug. So Doug is interested in going to see it. And he talks his parents into doing it, and Doug starts to daydream about what it might be, and it is a true delight. Hold on a second, kids. Is that wall breathing? Oh,
3: Doug, <laughs> I've been <didn't> expecting you.
1: <laughs> Do you know who the voice of it was? Tim Curry. Fred <laughs> Newman.
0: Oh no, uh, no. Of course. Fred Ward.
1: <laughs> Bert Ward. Yeah. R.I.P. Fred Armisen. Now, it's not actually a living wall, which Doug thinks it is. It's a bat. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a potato that looks like a bat. That's pretty much what it is. It's under glass, so they have like a farmhouse setup, and then there's a voiceover, and then it's just a remarkably well preserved potato.
2: I love potatoes, but what a letdown! Poor Doug.
1: Do you like potatoes that are shaped like things?
2: Who doesn't? Hmm. What am I, a monster?
1: Every once in a while, you get those eBay, like you get news stories about eBay auctions of like, oh, this potato chip looks like Jay Leno. And I always just want to throw myself off the nearest roof when I read those stories (laughs) because who the fuck could possibly
0: care? It's the picture of Jesus in this piece of toast. (laughs) And it's doctored. It's not real. They just use
1: their Jesus toaster.
0: That's right. Those weren't international dolls.
1: (laughs) So they correctly razzed Doug for wanting to go see it. But then he sees a sign for Bug Ranch, and he says, "Well, we know what it is. It's a it's a ranch with bugs." And somehow,
3: <laughs>
1: somehow that convinces the the parents to go there too. It's like 150 miles out of the way. This whole car ride, by the way, Judy's reading the book "Ancient Beatnik Myths." It sounds like a winner.
2: It seems Just like Shakespeare would. <laughs> That's right, as Shakespeare would.
1: Shakespeare-esque. Shakespeare-esque.
2: Very Shakespeare-y. Yeah.
1: So they get to Bug Ranch, and Bug Ranch, also a disappointment. Although it is like a beetle riding another beetle with a saddle, so I guess that's kind of, that's, that's some workmanship at least.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. Little tiny saddle. Little tiny thing. And they did their best. Yeah. They're the animals.
0: So, <laughs> Reminded me of my flea circus that I had.
1: <laughs> so they go, and it sucks. And then Judy Burns Doug.
3: I guess they know their audience. The dim-witted crowd.
1: Hey! The rapier wit of Mercutio over there. (laughs) So now they're in the car again. You have no idea how long they've been in the car. You could kind of guess because the dad has to keep knocking things off their list. But I don't know what time it was.
0: If we're going on the the math that I made Mm -hmm. or came up with, 32 hours. And then you add on... 300 miles to it, where they saw all the kids float down there, and then Bug Ranch, which is 150, so it's another 450 miles. That's like another six hours at yeah. least.
1: And that's if you're yeah. driving, that's if you're a lead foot,
0: right? Which Mr. Funny surely is. Oh, absolutely, he wants to get yeah.
1: there.
2: Doug's parents sincerely need to say no,
1: do they? Because they have another opportunity. Here we go. And this is the one that sparks it all. So they drive by another sign for a place called Blythe Field. And now Judy's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And <laughs> oh, oh, my God, David. She's creaming her jeans. And then Doug. She's painting that gorge. Ugh.
3: What's Blythe Field? <gasps> Only the most famous field in all of literature. hmm
2: The most Famous field in all of literature
1: and this really made me pretty angry because I don't think I, that's true I don't think it is the most famous field in all of literature. I challenge you
2: were leaves of grass there
0: Flanders fields
1: okay yeah
0: where poppies grow
1: Kublai Khan there were fields there I believe
2: hmm uh, you just broke my brain with that one
1: the uh the field from Congo <laughs>
2: i feel like heidi had some pretty big fields in it
0: yeah the uh uh uh, the one that wordsworth wrote about it was next to that lake yeah yeah it was called the lake field
1: (laughs) the one with the one with the the blackberries Yeah. yeah
2: what about um the entire journey west in grapes of wrath
1: was that all through a field many fields what about the fields of middle earth
2: yes
0: field of dreams
1: i don't think that was a book or was that it? Was.
2: was that based oh, on a book?
1: Fuck, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was based yeah. on Thinner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Also, the field from Thinner?
1: <laughs> yeah, Of course. It started oh, so where big. He met,
0: where, he, where he met the gypsy and she <laughs> cursed him.
1: Don't worry, listeners. That's not fireworks or gunshots. That's, uh, that's a big fat cat playing with a piece of cardboard. <laughs> anyway, so this is not the most famous field in literature, but it is the field where... Some poet that Judy likes wrote a lot of poems, including uh, Horny Toad Lament.
2: I would love to read that poem, by the way.
1: And so Judy insists on going to the field. And when the dad rightfully says, yeah, it's 300 miles out of the way, Judy points out, well, we did that, that bullshit for Doug. So the dad, being just a complete pushover, commits to an extra five hours of driving to go to Blythe Field.
2: <laughs> to an empty field. <laughs>
1: Where they get there and Judy's rolling around, like literally rolling around in the grass, which is pretty weird.
0: And it's, there's nothing there. It's just a, a gate that doesn't block anything off.
1: Yeah. And the field, yeah. you know, it looks a little threadbare. Yeah. It's just like a field on the side of the highway is pretty strange when you think there's,
0: about it. That is odd. They never say they're on the highway. They may have gotten off and driven a long time off of the highway. Well, that's, that's true. true. That's fair. Do you think Corny Toad Lament was like a D.H. Lawrence-esque poem? It's really, really <laughs> sexy. Yes, like Judy shouldn't be reading those ones.
1: Well, one you that. know she's coming of age. So
2: were the big heads from Rocco's Modern Life horny toads? Is it possible this is a weird Nicktoons crossover situation? I no,
0: I think they're asexual.
2: Uh, Mrs. Bighead's second job would beg to differ with you, Dave. What's that? She was a phone sex operator. No.
1: Yes, really? that's crazy. Yes.
2: Rocco called one time, and it was Mrs. Bighead. <laughs> Do you not remember? Man, my childhood.
1: Yeah, I know the divorce. Yeah. No, yeah, I get,
0: <laughs>
2: no. I
1: guess let's...
0: you just picked your next episode.
1: Hello, Rocco. It's me, Mrs. Bighead.
2: My next episode will definitely be Rocco. What's, what's your
1: fancy?
0: Ew. What do you want me to take off first? <laughs> oh, a foot guy. I got garter, garter, right. and hosiery. All right, I'm taking off my shoes.
2: Anyway, they're in a field for a long time. The they sure are, bunions
1: they in a field for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: going to put my arches together. That's, that's <laughs> your painted gorge right there.
1: Golden arches. Now, it starts to rain, and Judy wants to stay. And they point out that they've been there for half a day. And then this is finally enough for Mr. Funny. He starts to reach his breaking point.
3: We have to make time. We're going to see that gorge.
0: <laughs> gorge. <laughs> I loved his breakdown. Really yeah,
1: I did too. And then we get back to the beginning of the episode. It's raining. They almost run into a truck. And then they park the car in a mud pile. So that's a bummer. It's a bummer. And similar to when Chevy Chase bought the pellet gun and kidnapped John Candy, Mr. Funny going to do something a little
0: extreme. I better get going. Dad, wait.
1: Dad, don't leave. And then he just continued to stroll off into the desert <laughs> to die.
0: Maybe that was his goal. <laughs> you think? Yeah, he was just like, I'll, I'll pretend I think I saw a gas station. I'll pretend I did, and I'll just walk into the desert. And old, <laughs> like, like an old dog leaving its house.
1: But it doesn't work because Doug has his realization again, another just a snap realization that we can fix this together. And the whole family pushes the car. They have the dog driving, which was maybe not the best choice.
2: Do you know what's funny is when I saw all four of them pushing the car, I was like, who's steering? Who's pushing the pedals? How does Porkchop reach the pork chop that far? Exactly.
0: Had they shown pork chop at all before this? Yes.
2: He yeah, in he, the back seat. yeah, he was
1: in the backseat also, not buckled oh, okay. in. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And he was like, don't blame me. I'm just a dog. Look <laughs> You got a dog eat me. I love LA. That's how pork chop act. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. You weren't listening close enough, Shailen. Apparently. Your attitude is horrific. All the time. So they push the car up, and then the sun comes up, and you know where they are? They're at the fucking big, beautiful gorge. How did they get there?
0: (laughs) This is a problem. No, it isn't. The dad had the itinerary planned. Right. Right. He knew exactly where they needed to go. How did he not know they were there? It was like everything was down to the T.
2: I brained this up for a while. I was Mm -hmm. very frustrated about this. Okay. And it occurred to me, if Doug's journey took them 450 miles west, Uh and then Judy's journey was 300 miles east, correct? they could have accidentally coincided with the gorge just at a different point than he intended to reach. So, like, if you want to go to Cape Cod and you go over the Sagamore Bridge... (laughs) <laughs> but you accidentally yeah. end up on the Bourne Bridge.
1: Well, you're a fucking fool. You can
2: find your <laughs> way by accident to see the sunrise on the Atlantic Ocean.
1: Sometimes that's the best way to find some place you've never
0: been.
2: I mean, if you want to be a greeting card, sure. But I was <laughs> I was applying logic directly to the cartoon. Okay.
0: I, I think I follow you. And it's huge, right? The Penta Gorge is probably the Grand Canyon, so there's many right. many entry points to it. Yeah.
1: Many entries to that big, beautiful gorge.
2: Yeah. So many oh, yeah. ways to get into that giant gorge. So they find the gorge,
1: and then they're happy. Smooth talking.
2: It
3: really did bring our family closer than we'd ever been before.
1: I love the Doogie Hauser endings on this show. Mm. They're a little less profound than Doogie could do, but Doogie was also a boy genius.
2: Right.
0: They only had a few minutes to you know to tie everything up like we mm-hmm. had a whole 22 minutes these were 10 minute episodes you had to truncate that stuff yeah that's
1: true yeah doug Doug makes mm-hmm. you think so then you get the uh, the end credits here which i i pulled for a very particular reason It goes on
2: and on like that. It's a great joke. It's a great joke.
1: It's a hell of a joke. Fred Newman destroyed it.
2: (laughs) Wrecked that joke. He
1: wrote that song.
0: (laughs) Killed it. Jim, I got one. I got one. Save it for the graduation episode, though.
1: I've been talking to Randy. We're going to put this one out first. He'll really snake his ass.
0: (laughs) Randy's at the holiday parties. It's just... (laughs) Embarrassing me in front of my mom.
2: I'm shaking my head with judgment. He's
1: working on this movie about toys. It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah,
0: it's crap. I mean, it, computers? Animating? Come on. Put Come a on. pencil the paper, buddy.
2: Mm.
1: Anyway, that's Doug.
2: Yeah,
0: I'd show it to a kid.
2: Same.
1: <laughs> Pregnant boss. Sure, why not? And we'll go with... um, Man. One to five chance meetings with principal butt savage
0: go ahead chayla
2: six butt savages Whoa. It was a great out of, show out of five it's great it's a great that, show yeah, i think that the voice acting is tremendous i think the music is tremendous i think the animation is distinctive the storytelling has a point there were weird adult jokes like the name butt savage that i would be fine with a kid repeating
1: my original aol screen name
2: it might be my highest rating ever. I really like Doug.
0: There's a connection here. And allow me another Rambo connection. Shaylin, you have actually <laughs> scored uh, over five for the Rambo cartoons.
2: I mean, Checks out.
0: And the, the Very similar fact-
1: situations in the- both shows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really <Exactly>. specific criteria.
0: <laughs> you just love cartoons and characters that go through vents to fight in wars. But then okay. see guys that It'd
1: are just shoveling coal.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and in next week's episode, we're gonna just watch a compilation of Quail Man,
0: Coal Man. Yeah, that, that's all right. I love the Quail Man episodes. Also,
1: well, we, we didn't watch that one.
2: There was no reference to beats in this episode at all, so we're gonna have to revisit Doug.
0: Hmm. But I had just gone on vacation, and so now I will force you all to watch vacation cartoons. I'm up with there It's It's five out of five for me. The characters are like. Sweet, simple. The stories, sweet, simple, relatable. It's quiet. It's funny though.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, what was the word you use? Distinctive. Mm-hmm. The sound design and the animation very distinctive. Like it has its has a look that is very its own. Like it doesn't look like it's copying anything else. And the sound too. So like I I, I really enjoyed this cartoon. It's a it's a five out of five, but it's a quiet five out of five. It's a pleasant one.
2: It's a five out of five,
1: not a five out of five. Yeah, that would be Rambo.
2: <laughs> right. It's a Rambo.
0: Ben. ben?
1: I mean, this is a quiet and staid. Like, I'm going to give it like a four and a half out of five. Okay. I don't know. Okay. It's kind of gentle. And someone could say, too gentle. Hmm. Hmm. Give this guy maybe like a, a bow and arrow, a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> have him chasing after prisoners, you know? Those are the situations I'm interested in.
0: Maybe there's a woman he meets trying to rescue his POW friends, mm-hmm. but she dies. Hmm. And then he goes on a rampage to get revenge.
1: Yeah. But it's different, you know? It's it's the American beauty of Nicktoons, some would say.
0: He said that Rambo, the second Rambo was in, originally called Rambo first first mayonnaise part two. Hmm. And it was based off of his ex-girlfriend, Patricia mayonnaise.
1: <laughs> this is the Schindler's list of Nicktoons, Jim Jenkins said. And so how could, how could we rate it badly? <laughs>
0: it's all shot in black and white.
1: Mm-hmm. And they don't shy away from the nudity on that one.
0: Speaking of shying away from nudity. Yeah. Got a great game for you guys. Hmm. That's right, welcome to National Lampoon's Washbots Vacation Guys, we're going to go on a little road trip I was just on a six hour car ride Two kids in the back Asking me the uh, The the very cliche, are we there yet? How long is it going to be? And so I figured Hey, why not replicate that? So we're going to play a couple road trip games Hmm. But Watchbots, Watchbotsified. The first game we're gonna play is Twenty Questions. Oh boy,
1: <laughs> but somehow it's two hundred and twenty questions. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. I'm gonna so, talk
2: real fast.
0: If you guys haven't played this before, which I hope you have, you guys are gonna alternate and you're gonna okay. take turns asking me a yes or you no know question to try to guess the Watchbots-related subject. So. Okay. It's it's either a thing or a person or a place, and you have to try to figure it out. So you're working together. There's no points this one. All right. All right. So so I have a list of categories. If it's a thing, I'll give you like the the next, like kind of the next step down. So it's uh, a cartoon, film, type of show, things that Ben hates, (laughs) status and food and beverage, and there's also persons, so actors or characters. Hmm. So what do you guys think?
2: I was going to say Things That Ben Hates because I like the category name, but it seems it's going to be a long list.
0: No, no, no. It's, it's All just, right. It's just I've, I've I've already picked it. I already know what it is. Okay. Things okay, That so Ben Hates. Just, yeah, and I'll, then I'll cross it off when, we, when we're done. So uh, who's going to go first? shalen All right. A yes or no question, shalen
2: is it bigger than a bread box? <laughs> um, no. Isn't that the question that you're supposed to lead with in 20 questions? We already know what the thing. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard that one. Maybe Are you serious? Is thing. that a weird thing in my family?
0: <laughs> Is it bigger than a bread box? I guess it depends on the size of your bread box, ma'am.
2: No, bread boxes have a distinctive specific size.
1: Like to hazard a guess is my second question. It will be phrased in a yes or no style.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Sorry, this will be a joke. But is it a bread box?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I uh-huh. know you hate those, but the, no, I didn't. I didn't right. pick that.
1: No, we're too down.
2: Is it a physical object? No. Then how can it be smaller than a bread box, Dave? <laughs>
0: I, I can only answer yes or no, so I don't know how to answer that.
2: I'm just questioning you, the person. I'm yeah, not well, asking as part of the game.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Does it have to do with the, the never-ending passage of time? No.
2: Is it how I conduct myself on this podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yes, it is. Like uh, face. Yes, but it's not exactly. You're on the right track. Yes.
1: Is it? Oh, is it? Um, Shailen's insists She's going to go, I'm not doing it now. Insistence on being on social media for conservatively 93% of the recording. No. Oh, I was so sure.
2: Is it when I have a great, hilarious joke or story to tell <laughs> and I delay the podcast by a long time because I insist on sharing it?
0: Uh, no.
2: Is, I think that they've just changed what it is, no, is it, no, I
0: didn't. No, I didn't. I have it written it, down here. I'll show you guys later. Is it about... <laughs>
1: Gorilla weddings? <laughs> That's a thing I hate.
2: No. You love those. That's not a, your a liar.
0: We're at uh, eight questions. <laughs>
3: Jesus. <laughs> you
2: 12 left. Is it when I interrupt and stomp all over both of you talking? Yes,
0: yes it is. Uh, things that Ben hates, interruptions. Interruptions. Wow, you guys did that nine questions.
2: It's not for me. It's for the listener. Ben, we did it in nine instead of 20. We're so good. Yeah. It now, took us less than half
0: and I, I threw myself in there, too, because I interrupt constantly as well.
2: I appreciate that, Dave. Of course.
1: It's the internet delay. It's, it's imperfect.
2: You guys
0: want mm-hmm. another one? Sure. Let's do it. So we got uh, food and beverage, status, type of show, film, actor, character, or cartoon? Character. Okay. I-
1: I'm going to go first. Yeah, yeah. Does this character wear the heart of the ocean?
3: Uh. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) All right, we struck one off the list.
2: (laughs) Is this an animated character?
0: Yes.
1: Does this character dunk basketballs?
0: (laughs) No, it is not Michael Jordan.
2: (laughs) No,
1: that's not what I was asking. Could be a tall tall guy, tall lady. no,
0: no, No.
2: Is this character a human
0: uh yes
2: <laughs> not a smurf ben
1: does this character share a voice and a face with many other characters
0: no
2: is this character addicted to drugs <laughs> <laughs>
0: Possible, but they don't establish that in the uh, the show. So no, no.
2: If they don't establish it, the answer's no, Dave. That's right.
3: No, no.
1: Does this character have a wacky job?
2: Yes. Is this a cartoon characterization of a celebrity?
0: No. That's a great question,
3: though.
2: Thank you.
1: Does this character find themselves in any rainbow-like situations? No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> they have a pretty wide range of meaning. Uh, yes, I'm sure. Some, some you might not expect. Okay. Uh,
0: you your 10 questions.
1: Okay, so we know it's a cartoon character
0: yeah.
1: who's a male yeah. who doesn't wear the heart of the ocean right. and is not based on a celebrity and can't dunk a basketball.
2: And is a wacky job.
1: Has a wacky job.
2: Yeah. Is this character an adult? Yes. So we can eliminate all the rugrats. Every almost of. Doug. The kid and Rambo.
1: Yep, you're you're just knocking characters out left and right. You're welcome. Does this character have a pet? No. <laughs> well, it's not John Arbuckle.
2: <laughs> he doesn't have a wacky job. Sure
1: He's does. a cartoonist.
0: Accountant.
2: No, no, John Arbuckle's a cartoonist. In real life, in the cartoon, he's an accountant. In
1: real life, what are you talking about?
2: In the context of his character.
1: IRL, Sheldon, he's a cartoon character. You're you're getting us off track here. Uh, What does John Arbuckle, ask your question.
2: Is this character a boy? Yes.
1: In the Garfield show, his occupation is as a cartoonist. Also, in the strip from May 2nd, 2010, Liz tells parents, John is a cartoonist.
0: I, I'm pretty sure he's an auto mechanic.
2: I'm sorry, I got that wrong, Ben. I'm sorry.
1: God damn it! I'm so mad. I missed your question.
0: What was it?
2: He's a he's a he's a he.
0: You Is wasted she, a question on that.
1: He's a she. I was narrowing it in half. She's Ish. a he. She,
2: she's a he.
0: So drive-by fruiting.
1: <laughs> Is this character Mrs. Doubtfire?
2: <laughs> no, it's animated. You wasted a question.
0: Oh, you did waste a question. Damn it!
1: We were so silly, close.
0: Your silly silly jokes.
2: What was the answer about the pet, Ben?
1: No, no pet. No pet. So we could remember because it couldn't be John Arbuckle. (sighs) Who does have a wacky job, as it turns out.
2: As it turns out. I still don't think that's wacky, but...
0: Six more questions.
2: It's not a celebrity. Male. Cartoon. Wacky job. No pets. No pet. Human. Is this Batman?
0: It is not Batman. That's 15 questions.
1: Does this character have any signature food or beverage items that they ingest no
2: can i ask a clarifying question about the game rules sure are all of these clues things that we've watched on watchbots
0: yes okay damn it it's all watchbots related so that this is stuff that in this case it's it's a character we've seen
2: it's a male adult cartoon character (laughs) that's right is this character featured on johnny quest (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's so specific. No, what are you doing? Wacky job, <laughs> scientist.
1: <laughs> Rock on tour.
2: They're more than scientists. Come on.
1: Does this character live in space? No.
2: What did you just eliminate with that question?
1: <laughs> George Jetson.
2: We've never talked about the Jetsons.
1: It's his birthday this week.
0: Okay. We have uh, two more questions.
1: Captain Kirk, Shailen. Spock? Fine. Dr. Bones?
0: Fantastic Max.
2: Whatever. The Mark wiener Fantastic Mas- Max was in space as a baby. That doesn't oh, count. <laughs>
0: he does have a like fantastic Max. <laughs> All right. Shannon.
2: <Shelly>? I don't <laughs> even know how to narrow this down at this point. Is this a main character?
0: No. Well, why did you ask it
1: like that? Very because
2: angry. I'm trying to think of protagonists.
1: Is this Jughead?
2: We didn't talk about Archie. Why are you like this?
0: You can ask one more question.
2: I don't you, to. mad at Ben. Do
0: you want a hint? Is it Jay
1: Sherman from The Critic?
2: Yeah, oh. give us a hint.
1: Please. Fits all the criteria.
0: Ben does a really good impression of them. Uh and he did Is this one. Mr. Freeze? No, 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 no. Let me finish my clue, please.
2: I didn't know we had clues available. It's a uh, new things rule. that Dave
0: hates also is interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, ben does a really good impression of this. And he did it recently on one of your games, Shaylin.
2: <laughs> so Ben just whispered obtrusively through my headphones. <laughs> yes, what was that? RV Firestein? <laughs> Which doesn't. Doesn't From the mind. cartoon hairspray
0: that we reviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I remember the game. I Joan, don't it's, remember it's the a funds. single character.
1: It's the fonts.
0: What's the uh, what's your question, Jalen? Your last question, question twenty.
1: <laughs> Use all the context clues available.
2: Yeah. You're winking at me like you know what the answer is, Ben. It's really <laughs> irritating. I gave Ben access to the doc. Oh, you did? No, no, <laughs> it didn't. No. No, I was going to say, I have no idea. <laughs> Who did Ben do a good impression of? (laughs) I have no idea. Is it Ringo Starr?
0: It's not Ringo Starr. It was the Games Master. Damn it! The Games Master. The very first cartoon.
2: That was a main character in that episode,
0: Dave.
1: Oh, no, I don't think so. That's not a main character. No. no.
2: That's like saying...
1: That like Mr. Costanza is a main character. I also I film. also
2: said protagonist. I think too. Right. You
0: did say
1: protagonist.
0: I don't know. He was an antagonist.
1: Well, you fucked You're up with that right. one. So yeah,
2: I fucked up when you asked, "Is it John <laughs> Malkovich?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ben,
0: ask if he had a pet. Ben, you wasted two questions uh, uh-huh. in that round. So uh, we've got cartoon, film, type of show, status or food and beverage. Food and
2: beverage. Food and beverage.
0: Food and beverage. Okay. Food and beverage.
2: Is this a food? No. It's a beverage, Ben.
1: Is this beverage carbonated? Yes. Would it be enjoyed by Jughead?
2: (laughs) 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 Is this beverage alcoholic?
0: Yes.
1: Is this beverage a mixed drink?
0: Um I think so yes.
2: You think it's a mixed drink. And it's carbonated.
0: Yeah.
2: Is this beverage the flaming mo? No.
0: It's a
1: mixed drink that's fizzy.
2: And alcoholic. The fuck? That was featured in a watchbots. Is it wait, watchbots related, could that mean is it in a show or is it like? I think
1: you are overthinking that criteria. <laughs> it's, is
0: it, well, no. Ask your question, Shailen. Ask your question.
2: It's Ben's turn. Is not mine.
1: Hmm. Is this beverage bigger than a bread box?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely thought it's, that was like the yeah. traditional. But I mean, question. it's
1: container. You know what I mean? Is it bigger yeah, than a bread yeah, box? Yeah.
0: No, it's no, it's not. bigger okay. than a bread box. Okay. So, Shailen, think about that. You were on the right track with that. Is this beverage consumed
2: by a a character in a show that we've watched?
0: No. Hmm. Ben.
1: I'm thinking. (laughs) Fucking leave me alone. It's not consumed by a character. No. Is this beverage sentient?
0: It is not. Okay. Okay.
2: Is this beverage the (laughs) Shalentini?
0: It is not the Shailantini.
1: (laughs) You keep knocking out very specific things. I'm going big broad here. It's a mixed drink that's fizzy. So it knocks out any any wine night jokes. Um, Hmm. (laughs) Is this beverage a little piney? Did you say it's piney?
0: Yes. <laughs> okay.
2: Is this beverage <laughs> frequently enjoyed by our guest host?
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's eleven question. Okay,
1: okay. If you have the beverage in question, yeah. maybe a follow up to it would be like a little coffee.
0: <laughs> no, no, no.
2: <laughs> Is this beverage well iced, possibly in a noisy way?
0: Yes.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, I think Circle may get the square here. <laughs> Is it Kendall's gin and tonic?
0: It's, I, I have exactly <laughs> written here Kendall's gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> the one. The loudest drink to to drink on a hot mic. Kendall's gin and tonic. Good good job, guys. You got that in 14 questions. Nice. Yeah, Needed nice, everyone. Nice. So we got... Uh, we probably have time for one more of these. One
3: more!
0: So we have a cartoon, actor, film, type of show, and status. Let's go with a film.
1: I feel like... Shailen can narrow one movie down at a time.
2: There's not that many in the world. It'll be easy.
1: Does this film involve sort of a dual timeline involving uh, the hunt for a long lost piece of jewelry?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps.
0: Uh, No, and you're clearly talking about (laughs) Predator 2.
2: Is this movie... A sexy thriller.
0: Uh, no.
1: Okay. Is this film adventure in nature?
0: I'm going to go with no.
2: Ben just whispered loudly, it's romancing the stone no, it's to me. Not, it's
3: not.
2: <laughs> the stone. Is this film, or was this film turned into a cartoon that we've talked about? No. It's not Ramp.
0: Good question, though.
1: Great question. Thank Great you. Question. Is this movie animated?
0: No. That's five questions.
1: Cool world.
0: <laughs> it was all real. It, it is in my book.
2: <laughs> Did we say it was
1: adventure? No. Shalen, we got to remember these things.
2: That just knocked a lot of things off my list. I know. That's why
1: I asked the question.
2: Is it Spaceballs? Is this movie set on Earth? Yes. It's not Spaceballs.
0: Hmm. Or Star Trek, Ben.
2: Or Star Wars.
1: Well, I mean, some of them are set on Earth. Does this movie involve wacky hijinks?
2: Like Drive-By fruitings, for example. No, no,
1: no, I'm not getting that specific. I was joking. No wacky hijinks. So it's not Adventures in Babysitting. We can cross that one off the okay. list.
0: Correct, correct. Remember, it's the Watchbots version of 20 Questions. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind.
1: I know. We always talk about Adventures we've, in we've Babysitting. We've
2: talked about that
1: movie. Is the movie set in Riverdale?
2: <laughs> Stop it. It's not your turn.
0: <laughs> Jalen, go ahead.
2: Is the movie set in Riverdale? It's not <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not, not a yeah. sexy thriller. No. Cartoon is not based on it. Correct. It's not in Riverdale. Mm-mm. It's not adventurous. Is Tom Cruise in this movie?
0: No.
1: Does the movie star a Star Wars alumni?
2: I, I also thought it was that movie, Ben. Fuck. Shit. Is the movie based on a Michael Crichton novel? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Amy says. No. <laughs> well, shit.
1: Does the movie have Tim Curry?
0: Uh, no.
2: He I'm said about- it wasn't sexy, Ben.
0: That's the 12th question.
3: Oh, boy. I got a lot more here. Huh. You got
0: any more?
2: It's on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It doesn't have Tim Curry. Correct. And Michael Crichton didn't write it, and no one from Star Wars is in it. Yes. Is it a holiday-themed film?
0: No.
1: Does it involve a... (laughs) comedian who fell from grace turning into a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially.
0: No, don't you dare dare besmirch my film, Benjamin.
1: We want you to be a ghost dad. (laughs) Uh, No, it is not. Leave the Rohypnol.
2: Well, I just got uncomfortable, so thanks for no, that. No,
1: come up with a question. I'm thinking of every movie we've ever talked about. It's not The Fugitive. It's not Home Alone 2. It's not Ghost Dad.
2: It's not any Home Alone. It's what? not Halloween Town. It's not it's any not Home Alone. Alone. He said it's not holiday thing. Oh,
1: well, I mean, you could argue.
0: No holiday.
2: It's not Die Hard, because that's a Christmas movie. It's not adventure so it's not Jumanji. There's no drive-by fruiting.
0: You guys talk about it all the <laughs> time. <laughs>
3: That's probably true. I talk about a
1: lot of movies. You get your question out. I got my next one ready no, to go. No, no, no. Skid we me. go in rounds. Go, go, go. It's been 36 minutes.
0: That's right.
3: It's the best game we've ever played. I love this.
2: <laughs> Do we talk about this movie because it's a great movie?
0: No.
1: To the main characters in the movie ever wear red blazers.
0: <laughs> That's, I don't think
1: I need that incredulous look.
2: That was a very funny. No, face I'm knocking
1: mean. out a bunch of movies. I don't. Oh, fuck. I just thought of what it is. I know what it is.
0: I don't think so. I'm checking the poster. What? No. <laughs>
1: no, I don't think so. But I'm going to play it honest. I'm not going to cheat. I, I have a. I have a suspicion. Okay. I've knocked out every other movie I've ever talked about except one.
2: Yeah. How many questions do we have left?
0: Four left.
1: No problem.
2: Was this movie directed by, oh my God, Steven Spielberg?
0: No.
1: So Apollo 13, still in play. <laughs> Does this movie involve the main character jumping around in their underwear? Um, no. In a comical fashion? fuck so it's not jungle the jungle or big
2: (laughs) does tom hanks star in this film no damn it
0: you got one more question that takes
2: (laughs) forrest gump too and will side can i give you a hint sure
0: give me a hint for your last question giddy up
3: (laughs) that
1: wasn't a hint giddy up giddy up is french we get it done, which makes me think. Giddy up, giddy up, oh, giddy up with a hand jerk motion. Giddy up, Sheldon seems to know. Oh, I know. Wait a minute. Does this movie involve like little pools?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. That was your I last know. question. What
1: is it? Uh, it's Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Yes, you
2: did it. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what movies
1: have horses?
2: you said get
1: <laughs> what you sat there knowingly you didn't know
2: I had that moment of I was like what movie with a horse have we have we ever talked about
0: look at that you we just we just passed like 30 minutes of our of our long ass car ride so thanks for playing, <laughs> thanks for playing uh, National Lampoon's Watchbots Vacation
1: gotta love it yeah
2: Whoa, holiday ride. My next guess
1: was going to be Armageddon. Well, I guess there are horses in Armageddon. They catch Owen Wilson because he's on a horse. That's correct. But there's no little pools.
2: There's no little pools.
1: No little pools in Armageddon. That's, Mm -hmm. That's how I canceled it out. On to the mailbag. 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 I love mailbag. Hey, lovers. Summer is in full swing and it's vacation season for many. What are your favorite vacation memories? What are some vacation moments that will haunt you for the rest of your days on Earth? Stay wet, Richard Smegma. What a question. It's a two-parter. Shailen shook her head in dismay.
0: Yeah, why, Shailen? You okay? You got a bad vacation memory? The divorce.
2: I'm
1: fine.
0: Four Doug,
2: A fun story about the life that Ben and I lead together. Is that when you go on a vacation with Ben or with his family, there's a point in every single vacation when one family member loses their ever-loving mind, says something very strange, and it never is connected to whatever the precipitating event is. So, for example, you're getting bagels and someone says, well, I just thought you'd like the dinosaurs. And then they storm out of the room, out of the restaurant, the store, the vacation house, wherever you may be. And they storm off in a straight line. And everyone looks at each other awkwardly and it's that moment of, do we follow them? Do we let them go and they'll cool out? Will they come back? Should we proceed with our original plan and hope that they figure out that that's what we've done and they won't get kidnapped? Do we want them to come back? do we want to interact with them? And when they do eventually interact with us again, do we acknowledge whatever this explosion was or do we just act like nothing happened and they were just having a horrible shit while the rest of us continued on our vacation? And it's always a total wild card. You never know the moment it's coming. And when it happens, you're like, yep, okay, yep. And then after... When the person leaves the room, like two days later, to actually go to the bathroom, everybody looks around and they're like, "Oh man, they was held that poop in for weird, a big time." Huh? <laughs> and then it's fine because it's never like a really actual big deal. It's always like, "Well, I was really hungry and the the bagel wasn't fast enough."
1: Paint more of a picture. That's my picture. Okay,
0: <laughs> that's a very like that every family experiences like that rampage, mm-hmm. but that's a very specific version of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. The the nonsense, the nonsense screaming.
2: Yeah, and it's never like, it's not like attracting other onlookers. It's just if you know that person specifically, what they're saying seems like nonsense. So it could be something as innocuous as like, it's hazelnut coffee here, and they leave. And it's like, yes, it's a coffee shop. They do sell hazelnut coffee, but you know because you know the person. Well,
1: let me tell you something about vacationing with Shailen. She brings fucking burritos in the car, and then shits in the car. Yeah, yeah that's what I think about vacationing <laughs> with you. And I'm like, these fucking burritos.
2: I didn't exempt myself from this situation. This is a
1: rental. Is I what hope, I say.
2: I hope it's clear that I was not exempting myself from vacationing with you. She just,
1: yeah, she pooped in the car, gotta and do then she gotta do. wiped blood all over the door. You pooped blood, and it was a or rental. <laughs>
2: it's frequently <laughs> concurrent. Um, all the time.
1: <laughs> like parallel lines. They look the same, but
0: pooped, they don't. You pooped so hard that you let your body convulsed and you shattered the window with your elbow.
2: No, my intestines are as delicate as a peach.
0: I
1: don't know what that means.
0: A Georgia peach. They bleed. Hashtag uh. off.
2: All right, Ben and Dave. I answered uh, the question.
0: Yes, you did. That was a very good answer. Proud of you. When I was little, went up uh, on a family vacation. My uncle owns a house up there. It's an old house. And uh, that particular summer, he wasn't up there a lot. Uh, the grass was really tall so cause he hadn't mowed it. And a window had broken. Uh, they had been replaced, but uh, there, was a, there was a bunch of windows on the side, like knee against the porch. One had fallen over and broken. But you couldn't see because the grass was so tall. Hmm. Right? It had grown over the window pane and the broken glass. But what, what you could see was a tether ball. Set, and my older sister and I were playing the most intense,
3: <laughs> intense game of tetherball.
2: <laughs> ever. Okay, was, was this so after or before the dolls?
0: <laughs> this was before. Okay, um, it may have been the same trip, but playing tetherball, it was so intense that I dove. I dove for the ball. Tetherball is is, is it's a ball and a string. Like there's no need for me to dive,
3: but mm-hmm.
0: I got up, and my sister just stared at me in this horrified manner. And she pointed at my leg and there was a like a three-inch piece of glass just sticking out of my knee. Oh, oh, oh my goo. Yeah, it was not great. But goo. that's not the worst part of the memory. That's not the thing that haunts me. We were staying in another house, so we had to dr- walk up like three three doors down. Great band. Hmm. So I couldn't move my knee because there was this big piece of glass in there. So we get Gross. there. My grandfather. My grandfather it was a big family vacation. My grandfather was there He's had some medical training from the army. So he knew what to do. He pulled the glass out. He butterflied it. And I was good to go. Like I wasn't bleeding anymore. But my knee hurt because I had a giant piece of glass in it, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe 30 minutes later, we get dinner. So my dad picks it up. He brings it back. And I'm in the living room, the room off the kitchen. And I'm laying on the couch with my legs straight because I just got a piece of glass in it. And I asked my mom, mom can you bring me my food? She looks like she peers into the living room, sees me on the couch. She's like, what, you can't walk? And I was like, no, I got a big cut in my leg. She's like, you're being a baby. Come on. You can come in the kitchen and eat your own food. I was like, um, I I can't. And so everybody looked at my mom, like she was the worst.
3: Mm. And
0: then she got so upset. She didn't say something insane. Like, I thought you wanted dinosaurs, but she got so upset. She stormed out of the room because they disagreed how she was treating her her son, so mm. that was a that was a fun one. You get a piece of glass in your knee, and somehow you're the you're the one to blame.
2: Villain.
1: It's like Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Or felt Judy. Like Judy
0: felt like Judy <laughs> funny there. A great memory for vacation though is um that trip to Disney World where I thought it was gonna suck, and I had poo pooed years before I had poo pooed it. And Shaylin, you famously remembered that papooing.
2: Sure did. Yeah. It Carried in stings, my heart.
0: still stands <laughs> for you. But that trip was fantastic. And I won't ever... I, 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 I'm sorry, Shaylin. I just apologize for it. Thanks, Dave. I apologize Dave. for my attitude. But, I'm glad uh, you
2: had fun, though. It was a great time. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah.
0: It's awesome. Ben?
1: For me, the good memory was Shaylin and the burrito. <laughs> and the rental car. Yeah. But but a real negative one for oh, me
0: shitting everywhere. I w- went to it?
1: the Hershey, Pennsylvania area one year and visions danced in my head of chocolate bars and cacao and all that. And really a lot of that was true.
0: A Willy Wonka type factory. Yes.
1: They had a you know, a guy dressed up like a candy bar. That was pretty cool. Hmm. But it was the scene of one of my greatest disappointments. It was the early nineties. This was around the time of Operation Desert Storm. And it's hot in Iraq. Mm -hmm. Or so I heard. I've never been. But it's hot over there. Unbearable hot. And those geniuses at Hershey had designed a candy bar, a chocolate bar that wouldn't melt. And lucky us, when you go on the tour of the Hershey factory, they give you little samples. And the sample we got, was like the never-melting candy bar. I don't remember what it was called. Like Melto or Jughead. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um
0: Wonko's never-melting candy Yeah,
1: bar. some, yeah. some horse shit. So we go to the car, and we leave the candy bar in there. Not on purpose. Like, we didn't do it as a science experiment. It's just,
3: it was just well, there. a lot
1: of candy afoot. And it was the summer, and it gets hot. We get back out to the car. We open it up. That fucking bullshit's melted. Mm. Oh, it wasn't like... Total goo. So maybe it retained some structure, but if it couldn't do it for Pennsylvania, what's it going to do for the troops in the Middle East? Shaylin, huh?
2: What a letdown, Hershey.
0: Yeah. So you were just disappointed for the troops. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag God bless America.
0: Hashtag for the troops.
1: Hashtag pour one out for the working man.
2: Yeah.
1: Ellipses the troops. Yeah. So there you go. It's good. We're going long, so it's going to be a quick moment of bend. All right, Real quick. Here we go. I got to... get. Oh, God. Hold on. Fall Guys is back. You're a little bean man, and you got to win a game show. And my guy's dressed like The Undertaker, but he has flowers for pants. And it's cool.
2: He won a round. It was very impressive. It's true. I'm a crown winner.
1: They say video games are a young man's game. <laughs> Not true.
2: They're wrong.
3: Pfft. Says who?
1: You can okay. barrel towards middle age and <laughs> maintain your reflexes. Pistol still, quick, Shailen.
0: You're still young to someone.
1: <laughs> it's true,
3: hmm.
1: Methuselah. <laughs> anyway, that's the show. That's Doug. Is that Nicktoons? Who's to say where this roller coaster ride goes next, Shailen?
2: Rockless modern
1: life, probably. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Any final thoughts?
0: No, not really. Let's end this sucker.
1: We said them all. Yeah,
2: we've exhausted our point.
1: Mm. Well, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, yada yada yada, at WatchBotsPod. Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review for Shaylen and for Dave. This is Ben sometimes known as Mr. Freeze. Yes. And thank you for listening <laughs> to another episode of the show. And to take us out of here, Shailen's going to sing, You've Got a Friend in Me in her best Jim Jenkins Australian accent. And one and two and...
2: You've got a friend in me, mate. Watch out for the dingo, friend. And the sun is very hot. And your CDC use and. No, wait, C- CFC. Something, uh, something. Not love,
0: uh, New South Wales.
2: Anyway. Pronounce it.
1: Goodbye!
2: <laughs> CFCs. They were the carbon thing for the whole ozone over Australia.
1: Rambo